Six-Pack Lapidot, I want to give a quick shout-out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions, several national champions, and uh, I mean, a laundry list of records, national records, world records have been broken, etc. But they have an app with their elite level programming available, video tutorials. Uh, I mean, the whole nine, it's one-stop shop once you're in here. There's a Discord where they're doing video review of your lifts um, to get all your lifts analyzed. So you get elite-level programming and coaching for $29.99 US a month. Positionsofpower.programs.app. Go there and get yourself started. Right on there. That's a keep it right there, my man. Look at my man coming in here with the advertising. I love it, man. One man don't sleep. One man don't sleep. That's how it's hard to that's why it's hard to beat. He's coming on, drop some, some drop some tax tips for us as it's coming around. Yeah, he for goes, sure. I would love if you segue into this flawlessly because you know what, Ryan? If I could tell you some five, he goes, I'll tell you five tips to fix your squat. I'll also tell you five tips to fix your taxes. And you're just seamlessly working in there. I'd be like, that's a fucking hustler right there. I love it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I find creative ways to connect the dots whenever I can. Nice. That's it, man. It's 2022. It's got to be this way if we're going to survive. Gotcha. Um, how, how you been, man? You had a hell of a 2021, my friend. Yeah. Now, 2021 was a great year. Um, Lifting-wise, business-wise, everything, it was great. Um, got to finally, you know, share the stage with, like, Russ and Sean and, and all of them and, and see everything kind of live action go and go. So it was exciting. Just Yeah, I'm just, I'm just ready for 2022. Keep on working. Put the head down. Try to close the gap. Try to get a little bit better. So um, it's it's exciting. I'm 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 definitely excited. <laughs> you're, you're so all right. Full disclosure, 2021. We knew you were good, and we had spoken. People would see your your total coming. All right, you had a 790 going in, and 800 really is that sweet spot to tip into the elite worldwide elite where everybody's got to take notice, and you're a threat. All right, so you're 790. You're right there. You're getting close going into those nats. But holy shit, Dougie, you coming in on second with an 822.5. Um, talk to me. Did you know this was coming? Did, did you and your team know this was coming? What was your expectations numbers-wise and, and placing? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I saw it coming personally. Um, personally, I wanted to do a little bit better. Um, but I think, you know, looking at the 790, that was at the Arnold's and then we have COVID. So we're shut down. And so really it wasn't like it was a one year turnaround. It was like a two year turnaround all in when you think about it all um, in, in my eyes. So I think there was a little bit more time to like get more progress. But I definitely saw it coming. Joey saw it coming. Um, as for second, you know, it just depends on whether or not like how well people do. Um, personally, me going into it, I told Joey, I was like, if I'm in within spitting distance, 
of pulling for second, I rather t- I rather take tenth than not try to take a shot at it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, as for numbers wise, like squat was almost there. I was trying to get that six seventy two. I ended up missing it on my third attempt. Bench was a little bit less than what I wanted to do, but we played it safe just because we missed the third squat. And then deadlift, deadlift was you know it's it, it deadlift. Dead, my deadlift in training always like gives me like. Yeah, I, I just hate it in training. I just feel like it's never like 100% consistent like squat and bench are. Um, but it usually shows up for game day. So, you know, whatever it is I need to put on, I was just like, I'm just going to do it. And that's that's it. There's just no there's no other option. <laughs> it's it's Isn't it freaking nerve wracking when you have a lift like that and you're like, well, it's been kind of shitty in training. It's usually there on meet day. So I guess right? you're like, it's so nerve wracking. Like, what do you want to load up? Well, judging by my training numbers or historically how I performed on, on meet day. Cause they're not the same. Right? Yeah, no. yeah, it's, it's, it's 100, 100%. It's gotten better. But I remember like when I first started, like I'll be the kind of person that I'll, I'll fail 500 deadlift, which I'm still warm enough to don't even get to my top single. I'll fail a warm up. But then, like, I'll pull like six something in the meet when I have to oh pull it. God. But now it's become more consistent. Obviously, that was like my first year in. But now it's become more consistent. And I guess for me personally, I just put my head down. I think like whatever it is I hit in the gym, that's the bare minimum that I'm going to hit on the platform. Like I've been lucky that I don't necessarily, I guess, see the same like decrease when I get to like meet day versus like from the gym. So if I hit something in training, I'm like, yeah, there's, it's in my mind, it's 100% going to fall on the, on the platform. So I've been lucky to usually PR on the platform. So I just, I'm just like, Hey, if I hit it, then I, I trust that I got, you know, 10, 15, 20 pounds in me extra. That's just you, the way I look at it. You failed 500 warming up. and still <laughs> went on. I swear to God, I'd have a heart attack if I'm in the warm up room. <laughs> and I'm like, Joey's like, how you feeling? You, he comes back to you. How you feeling champ? You're like, I'm just failed 500. So we, we we're either about to have the worst day ever, or I'm about to upset Sean Noriega and take second. I don't know. It's a total. <laughs> you start, no, so full full disclosure. Like, it was like my first year, like my first like year in, and it's like, usually like, like those like bad days would come like in the gym and I just randomly, I would just suck at deadlifting, but usually like come meet day, like you play football, you play a bunch of other sports. It's just like you lock in on game day and everything kind of yeah. comes together. Um, but I've been able to, with Joey's help, definitely become more efficient in training and just be better at, you know, doing everything, you know, to, to the same standard all the time. So but I hate deadlifts. <laughs> I just hate them. <laughs> I, I guess that's a better problem to have too, though. Like, you know, suck in training and then, you know, you're going to hit it in the meat rather than like do great in training and then miss it in the meat. Yeah. Oh. Like, like when I first started powerlifting, it always, it like baffled me. I was like, Oh, like if you hit this in the meet in training, then like, you're probably going to hit like X amount of pounds more. And everybody's like, no, you usually have like a decrease. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not, this is not how it works for me. <laughs> like I like almost every meet I've always PR'd on almost every lift on the platform. So that's just do, how I look at it. Do you cut weight then? Uh, yeah, no, I, I cut. So usually like with Alberto, um, I, I work with Alberto for like um, nutrition. I'll probably be like 187 somewhere between five to like 10 weeks out, depending on how good I've been. And I'll probably stay there until like maybe like two weeks out. And then I'll purposely put on like maybe like three pounds and then I'll cut from like 190 or 191. I'll cut from there to like 183. Um, So then I get to like eat food during the peak opposed to like dropping food while we're peaking. And Mm. this is like the hardest part. It's worked for me. 
I don't ask questions. I'm just like, I, I don't, I hate nutrition. So I was just like, make it simple for me. Tell me what to do and I'll just do it. You, you point, I'll shoot. And that's about it. <laughs> that's you point. I'll shoot. I love it, man. Yeah. <laughs> point my gun, man. I'm loaded. Um, yeah. so you, so it's water weight then that you're cutting leading into usually. Like seven pounds ish, five kilos type. Yeah. Yeah. Usually like we don't cut any, um, calories, um, for like my water cuts though. I've been lucky that I don't have to do that. Maybe if I, I guess, get bigger and maybe I have to run into that problem later. But so far, no, no, no major issues. Water cuts haven't really been that difficult um, for the most part, really. What, what kind of calories are you on? Um, I think like so last prep, I think it was around like 30 grams of fat, 200 to 250 grams of carbs and like 200 to 250 grams of protein give or take, depending where we're at, that's probably like the average. So how many, how many calories is that? Like low, like 2,100, 21, 2,200. That's not that, that's not that much. The crazy part is, um, so before I started working with Alberto, I thought like I was like, I come from like the old school football background. You just eat everything in sight. You think that you're doing stuff, but like at the end of the day, I was eating a bunch of like pasta and rice and like bread, but like not a lot of protein. And so I was probably... So I was probably eating like more calories, but like the efficiency of it wasn't very good. Like li- literally I did the math and I told Alberto, I was like, oh yeah, I probably have like 80 grams of protein a day. And he's like, that's impossible. <laughs> he literally said it's impossible. So then like we went through the whole chart and he's just like, you're the, like, I didn't think it was actually possible. Especially with, like, an he's, American like, he's like, what are you, a child? You eat, <laughs> eat pop tarts all day. What is, how is this possible? No, I mean, I love bread. So if I go to a restaurant, I, I'm going to chow down on three baskets of bread before the oh, steak yeah. comes out. And I'm perfectly content. Like, you give me a steak versus, like, some really nice bread, and I'll take the bread all day. It's, like, I, I like carbs, I guess. Dude, I'm um, with you. Listen, I 100%. You can give me pasta with no fucking meat in it, and I'll down. If you give me a good sauce say less that thing's going down man that could be me if i didn't watch my calories too <laughs> yeah so um it, it's it's funny because like i purposely sometimes like dropped my fats so i could have like more carbs or like some cereal or some <laughs> bread or this or that because i'm just like i i don't care about the fat i'll eat 99 lean ground chicken and <laughs> like that has like zero grams of fat in it and just dry as a cardboard box yeah if that means that i could get like a nice like nice piece of bread some pasta some rice like whatever <laughs> yeah like I'll, I'll gladly give up the extra fat so i could throw some extra carbs in there throw some sweet dude, nutrition dude you might be thing. part italian or something man. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe i think somewhere in there you know somewhere on my dad's side there might be something so dude i absolutely look at I, i'm the same way I'll, if i'm fucking with my macros to stay in my calories so i'm still <clears> the same calories i'm not going to gain weight but if I'm going to fuck with the macro part, like lower one of them to gain another, I'm lowering, I'll keep my protein up because whatever you have to, I'm yeah. lowering fats so I can eat fucking like, like granola bars or like fucking have cereal or have without bread. Question. Or have, you know, I want to think twice. Without man. question. Yeah. yeah. If you told me I could only have 10 grams of fat a day, I'll find a way to make it work. I won't yeah, I'll be like, give me I'll five hundred carbs and I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I won't even blink dog. Yeah. Five, 10 grams. They're like, are you sure you can make it work? Yeah, I'll make it work. I'll figure yeah, it I'll out. Make, I'll Dude, make it yeah. flint. I, I, I know right to straight, right to go. To go straight to stop and shop. Ninety nine percent lean ground turkey. Only got one gram of fat per serving. That's four grams for the whole pack, and I got a hundred grams of uh, protein right there. I'm good. Dude, you're I'll good make with the numbers. Ten grams of fat, good. 
I, I do it for you, a living. You make so those bal- you'll make it balance. You'll make yeah, it balance. Don't go, to an account- don't go to an accountant with this problem because he'll make it balance out. And he'll yeah, you know, I, I, I'll find a way to money launder some carbs. That's right. <laughs> oh, Love money. To- that's your, if you start selling nutrition plans, that's it right there, buddy. Oh, yeah. money launder some carbs. <laughs> we'll, we'll find a way to make it work. Ozark for powerlifters. That's right. <laughs> Alberta's like, this guy's a fucking genius. I don't even know how he made this work. Yeah. Fucking, he did. He did. Damn it. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so um, the weight cut's not a problem, which is good for like actually transitioning on meat day. <clears throat> Boom goes to dynamite at US Raw Nats and you're on everybody's radar now. Like people knew you were good after US Raw Nats. Doug, you were like, there's Russell Orheat and then there's you, Noriega, and, and you're over like 20 kilo from Russ. It's not like your weight, like you spread more than that within your last meet. So it's not like, you know, we were talking earlier and um, you'd post in your stories about, look, 850 is loading and you hit 850, <laughs> my friend. What the fuck are we talking about here? So um, I, I don't want to skip too far ahead on storyline. But so when when Russ, Russ wins, you come in second, you have an 822.5. Russ is going off to world championships now. Are you did you watch the world championships? No, I, I didn't. I did. You seen the highlights and the clips coming in? I saw I saw the highlights later. It gave me the the base the base of what I needed to know, but I, I didn't. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm a bad powerlifter when it comes to that. Yeah. I don't really watch many of the meets <laughs> unless my friends are in it and I'll go and visit. But yeah, I haven't yeah. seen too many meets. <laughs> um, that's all right. But you're also busy as shit. You literally just came off a meeting and it's uh, it was seven thirty. So you're <laughs> you're working, man. You you're still at work, given your background. It looks yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm in, I'm in the office actually. We're I'm in one of the side offices right now. Um, there it is. The background, yeah. There it is. Um, but uh, like when you came into powerlifting, what was your goal? Big um, picture. I mean, big picture. When I came into powerlifting, the I guess the funny story to how I got there, if you don't mind me, kind of just monologuing real quick. So I just got done with training for like the regional combine at like the Redskins facility because that was like my dream to try to take a shot at the NFL, and I had started working at my first firm that I was at. And, you know, I got away from lifting, like I was just chilling, like I, was, I wasn't doing anything. I started feeling really like human. Like I, I, there's something, it's hard for me to explain, but when you play like a collegiate sport and when you play like sports all your life, like in some degree, you don't feel like human. I started feeling like, ah, like I'm moving a little weird. Like I'm walking upstairs, I'm breathing a little hard. I was like, let me just get back into the gym. Um, and so I did that. And a friend of mine, um, first trainer I ever worked with, he's like talking, he's like, Oh yeah. You know, what are your numbers? And I'm like, I mean, like when I played football, I did, you know, this, this, and this. And like, he looked at me and he's just like, yeah, right, dude. He's like, you're just like every other ego lifter says that you did this back in your heyday. And then like, it's not really true. So then he starts loading up the bar and he's like, wait a second. He's like, it was like one plate, two plate, three plate, four plate. He's just going and going. He's like, Oh, it's like, wait a second. You, you ever thought about powerlifting? And I'm just like, I know that you guys do it for a living. Like I, I wouldn't be able to compete with them. And eventually he just got me to do a meet. And once I did that, like my first meet, just like competing against other people, I just love it. Like I, I genuinely love competition. Like I don't care if somebody's better than me or worse than me. Like it's, it's no hate. It's all love. Like you being better than me pushes you, me. And then me being better than you just means that I, I can't let you catch me, which because it means that I'm doing something wrong. Mm. Um, and so then I was fortunate enough that after a while, because it was a buddy of mine, we were just making up stuff. Like literally my first meet, my program was small off squat program, 
So I was squatting like five times a week out of nowhere. Like it made no sense. I benched, I walked into the gym and I had my friend just tell me what he wanted me to bench for the day. And then I deadlifted like once a month because I hated deadlifting. And we were just like, if you squat more, just hold on to the bar and you'll deadlift more. Like it was just, so eventually um, I was lucky that a friend of mine, Zach, um, with, who was working with Joey, connected me with Joey. And right before that, I had the opportunity to see Russ and Sean compete at, I guess it was Seattle at that point in time. That was like my first year. Um, and somebody was like, yo, those are the dudes in your weight class. Like, you got to try to catch them. And you know how like when, you know, when somebody says like you have to do something, but underlyingly, you know that they really mean that like you can't do it. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I just, I, I hate that. I took so, I took so much offense to that. And like literally my only words was just like, all right, just give me some time. And then after that, like the, I can pull the email back to Joey. Like literally the only thing I said, I was like, I, I know mo- a lot of people probably tell you this all the time. I'm sure you get thousands of emails. I just want to be the best. I'll do whatever you need me to do. And that's it. I would like, the numbers don't really matter. Like, yeah, okay. I want to spot seven. I want to do this, but like, whatever I have to do to be best, whatever I have to do to take home a title, I'm going to do it. And that's it. I'm just going to show you. And so long story short, like really, when I got into the sport, I, you know, I saw that, okay, there were guys doing great things. And I was just like, I gotta, I gotta close the gap on them. I gotta catch them. I want to try to go get a world title. Cause if we're going to spend two, three hours in the gym every day, I better get something out of it. It's not, it's more than a hobby at that point. Like time is money. You gotta, if you're going to dedicate that much time, you, there's, there's no point. It's like, Oh, I'm just here to have fun. I'm not here to have fun. I'm here to be the best. Like if I'm spending that much time to it, I'm investing too much. I'm eating cardboard, you know, Turkey, dry Turkey for, for Christ's sake. So um yeah i just it, the second i stepped in i was just like hey if it's it's ring or nothing to me like whatever i gotta do to try to get there and just try to climb and just put your head down you're like it, look at i lost 200 carbs a day for this shit somebody's going to, someone's losing their gold medal okay that's it that's all i gotta say someone's getting their feelings hurt when i lose 200 carbs a day um what year was that when you um, saw I was, I was gonna, gonna was it 2018? I was gonna Here say when you, re- when you when you reached out to Joey, was it before or after you did the USPA nationals? It was right after I did the USPA. So I did the USPA nationals. Um, you know, we're at you know, it was like summertime, we're chilling. Yeah. And you know, my friend saw that, and I was just lucky that I just have great friends. My friend who was like training at the time, he saw he was like, dude, like you actually have potential. And like I'm an Olympic weightlifting coach, I don't do powerlifting you should go find somebody that's going to take you the rest of the way there. And he actually pushed me to go and like find Joey and, and find someone. And so I think come the end of that year, I had met, I had emailed Joey and I got lucky that I also got like referrals. So I think he actually saw my email and then it was just all you, all she wrote after that. So I guess like the end of 2018, I guess yeah. January, 2019 was when I first started working with Joey. And then I think it was like June I did, uh, my first USAPL meet, which I was actually hurt for. So that's why like, I barely qualified for nationals, which is a funny story as to how that meet went. Cause I, I'm so hyper competitive, like three weeks out from the meet, like it was the first time, like I was squatting like 600 regularly and like in the hole, like I just felt like a pop in my groin. <sighs> and like, I, I literally couldn't squat for three weeks going into like my first USAPL meet to try to qualify for Nats. And so literally the game plan was, do the bare minimum you have to do for Nats. Don't get hurt. You know, like I, I literally couldn't squat, like squatting three plates, like hurt. Like I was in tears and I get to the meet and like my squat opener is like 400, which is absolutely nothing. Like I was benching the same what I was squatting. Like I was just going to do the opener 
if I squat four, I bench four, and I deadlift whatever the six was, I was going to barely qualify. That's all you need. And then we do it from there. And I remember I'm standing by myself in the warm up room and I'm looking at the opener attempts. And I'm just looking. I'm just like, okay, this guy. Okay, we got that guy. And there was this, another 83. I don't even know what his name is. There was another 83 that was opening at like five, like 30. And I was like, I just look at it. And I'm just like, I was supposed to open somewhere around there. <laughs> I was like, he must think he's better than me. <laughs> I look at my friend and I'm just like, I don't care what we're doing. We're going to find a way to win this. And so <laughs> I literally, my first attempt was like 400 pounds. I ran to the back room of the warm-up, took another warm-up to see if my, like, point <laughs> could take going up, did, like, 470, and then, like, I went to, like, 530 or something like that, or 5, whatever it was for, like, my, my second attempt, and then did whatever the third was. It was still way less than, like, what I wanted to do, but it, just so I could try to win, because, like, I just – everything's a competition. Yeah, I make drinking water a competition. <laughs> like, I just – yeah, it lost my mind. Um, but, yeah, I started with Joey probably, like, right after the – um, US, USPA national was like towards the end of that year. And so it's been, it's been cool ever since. So when he, when he took you on or when he was discussing a plan with you, did he, he's the one who told you like, Hey, if you want to be the best, if you want to be world champion, this is what you have to do. You have to go, you know, USAPL nationals, go to IPF world, win the title, everything like that. Um, so I think like when I first gave him my numbers, like he didn't break it down that specifically. He was just like, well, Hey, like to him, it was just like, go, you go USAPL. Like, you're natural, you're doing whatever, just like, there's no point for you not to go USAPL. So he, I was just like, okay, fine. Is that where I got to go? That's where the best guys are. Then um, that's where I'm going. And then it took, I think it was like a little bit of like a proving period that like, I was actually dead serious um, before, like, he was like, okay, like, this is really, really what you have to do. Like, a, this is how certain things work and stuff like that. And so, you know, show consistency, start, start doing things. When I first started with him, like, I was lackadaisical with, like, sending him, like, my film. So, like, it'd be two weeks had passed, and I'll send him, like, all the lifts for, like, the past two weeks. Like, oh, yeah, you know, this is how I've been doing. And so, like, slowly but surely, I started to hone in. So, okay, this is a different process than what I was doing with my friend, and we're just making up stuff as we, like, literally making stuff up as we go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he just said, hey, like, stay in the pocket, do what you have to do, keep, put your head down. And I mean, you have a good base and we'll just see what happens. Like, you never know. Um, you know, Joey, he's very like even keeled for the most part. <laughs> so like, you don't get too much emotion out of him until you get something that actually strikes him. And then he's up here. But most of the time, I, re I remember there were some times I'm like, first time I squatted 600, I'm like, okay, like, I'm excited. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. I send it to him. And all, all he did was double tap it and that was it <laughs> and i'm sitting here and i'm like and i'm like i don't i don't need that much i don't need that much like love and attention or anything like that yeah. but i was just like you just like no good job like no like yeah no, no this like, is great this dude is a mental ninja who's trying to get the most out of me or that yeah. just uh, or that just hurt yeah, I'm, say, I'm saying does he even like me <laughs> i was like, I was like, like <laughs> joey, joey's probably like sitting on his couch he's like not yet he tells Tina he's super excited he tells Tina holy shit this kid's a killer and then she'll tell him you're like I'm gonna fucking double tap him listen don't give it all up front keep him hungry keep him hungry yeah no, I, I don't remember that it took me a, it took me a while to like get his his vibe I'm saying I'm like I, I'm excited I'm like I, I can send him a long paragraph like yeah we're making games we're coming we're closing the gap we're going we're going we're going this whole monologue to the PR double tap and I'm, I'm sitting there I just like refresh my phone like five times I just, yeah. my internet might be down. 
You're like, it's still coming. It's still coming. Yeah, I don't see the three dots. You're like, is my Wi-Fi down or something? What the fuck? Yeah, I restarted the router and everything. (laughs) No shit. Well, it's tough. So, hey, he's got so many prime athletes. He's a tough guy to um, impress. But on the flip side, this is part of the reason why you're going to go to a guy like Joey because he's proven. His formula's proven. Um, Exactly. When you went to him, you knew the champ was in his, his uh, roster though. Was yeah. that a reason? Is that a pro or a con? Do you think like initially it's a pro? Cause you're like, fuck me. He knows how to get a guy there. But then after a while, like, holy shit, we are like, you know, I got you Uber competitive. You're an Uber competitive guy. And you're going to try to, you know, you, you want to take over the number one spot. You guys are literally in the same weight class. Um, so how, how was that working? At least initially when you first signed up. Um, I guess like my mindset to it was at that point in time, he was already training Russ and Sean. And so in my mind, it was like, if you're already training the two best 83s, arguably, at least in the US, and I didn't really know much about worldwide at that point. So I just assumed that they were the two best in the world across the board, um, that they're, you're pretty non, you like, you don't really favor, like you give everybody their fair share. And then in the back of my head, I was just like, hey, Everybody was saying he's the best coach. If he's the best coach, I have to go to him. And if I feel that like it's meet day and we're getting to our third attempt deadlifts and he's like, do this number. And I'm like, I need this number to win. I think I can do it. I have no problem walking up to the judges booth myself and putting the number in. So I'll fig- like, I'll figure that out if, it- if it's that bad. But I mean, like Joey's a super fair guy. Like he even at national, he's like, this is what I think you can do. This is what you need. These are your options left or right where do you want to go? And he really, he, he puts the decision in your hand. So I, I didn't worry about that being like an issue too much or, you know, whatever the case may be. Cause I was just like, if he's the best, I want to work with the best, everything else will fall into play. And I just have to, now I just have to outwork whoever it is that I'm up against. And that's, yeah, there's no more excuses anymore. If you're, if you have the best coach, it's not like, Oh, Joey doesn't know how to program. It's no yeah. Delaney didn't put in whatever work he needed to put in to get better. And so I figured like, put all the pieces around me and just let it, you know, let my work, hopefully some try to close the gap as best I can. So that was my thought process going. It didn't even really cross my mind about all that. And, um, and Russell's on here. He actually said that you do his financials, right? Yeah. 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 I was like, Oh shit. So you could be like, listen, I got some inside information. Russell's about to have a very stressful fourth quarter. He's vulnerable right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Call him like the day before the meet saying, hey, you know, like, everything's down by 40%. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Stress him out, stress that's him out having stress eating so he doesn't make weight or something. No. No, but uh, I got a letter from the IRS. It's bad, man. It's bad, man. And this is like three days out. You're like, I'm just saying. But anyways, good luck. No, no <laughs> it, it actually makes the, the meetings more enjoyable because, you know, you, you have that camaraderie. We, like before the meetings start, we get into business. We could talk about how's lifting going, how's this. He's like, oh, yo, Delaney, I know you're doing something because you haven't posted anything yet. Like, well, how's things going? Like, what's up? Like, tell, tell me what's going on. I'm like, shut I don't know. I think I, I think I spotted 135 today. Um <laughs> So it, it, it makes it enjoyable and it's, it's super cool to work with somebody that, you know, around the same age, we like the same things, like we're all kind of driven. And so that's a, it's great. And it's awesome that, you know, he definitely puts his trust in me and, you know, try to do the best we can with that and make the guy more money, you know? What, what about the, what about the other 83s like at nationals? Are you talking to like Angelo or Gruden or Nori? Or are you type the guy like to like sit in the corner by himself? So I'm the kind of guy 
that I probably it probably like weirds people out. I'm the kind of guy that like I'm jumping around. I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Like, <laughs> like I'm chill. Like I'm I'm chilling. I'm talking with people. I'm joking around. Once it gets to, like the lifting portion, then like I kind of focus in. But I'm really like friendly. Like I I was talking Jamar's ear off. You know, when when I first met him, I'm like, oh yo, I never actually met you in person. Like, how you doing? Da da da. My name's Delaney. This and anything. Yo, it's super cool that you did this. Da da da. Like I'm always talking to Angela, like, yo, I wish I could deadlift as much as you. Like, this is crazy. Like, I I I, I pick up 600 pounds, my hands start hurting. I hate this. Like, you know, so like, I just failed 500. Like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> um. So I I, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit more talkative and like it, it's one of those. I guess it's like from coming from football. It's just like I was you were boys with a lot of your opponents growing up. Like you knew who you were in high school, so and even mm. in college, like the conferences aren't that big, and so like it was that fine line between. Like, we're boys. I love you. I respect you. And we're going to have hell, a whole lot of fun outside of the gym or outside of the platform or outside the field. But then once we're in the platform, like, I want to embarrass you. Like, I'm going to beat you. I want, I want, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, like, that's it. Like, it's, it's, it's me or you. Like, one of us is going to die. I don't want to die. It's going to be you. But I love you. I respect you. I'll bring, I'll bring flowers to your funeral. But, <laughs> you go, but yes, I'll take that. care of your son. I'll take care yeah. of your son. And but he's going to lose a father. And it's, exactly. It's, <laughs> so like that's how I that's how I see things. So that's why like I don't I don't take like you know smack talking to heart because it's part like that amps me up. That pushes me like okay you smack talk I smack talk you do this you do this we're joking we're we're coming back. I, mean, I feel like that's what makes it fun and you know helps us all push each other. So um, I'm definitely like more like the talkative bunch. And then like once I get to a certain point, then I kind of lock in a little bit more. Like I know when to kind of be able to shut it all off. Mm. But I'm pretty I'm pretty laid back. I'm not the angry the angry guy in the back corner, like grilling everybody saying, you know, <laughs> yeah. mean mugging. It, it's, yeah, um, yeah. it's just not carb, carb depleted. <laughs> carb depleted. Yeah, it's just not yeah. me. I tell you what, let them take away your carbs though. Yeah, <laughs> this is, this is where, this is where only because you're like that. Cause you ate into it. Like I got a feeling things would be different. This is you on some pop tarts and shit, but, but you know, you know, it is, it's it, the, the water cuts the easiest part of the diet for me. Cause it's like to stay at 187 and do what I have to do, like physically be 187, not like water cut to 187 to physically be there. I have to be so disciplined for so long mm. that it's like, once I get closer to meat day and I actually get a little bit more food or I do this or I do that. And even if I'm turning, you know, pasta into fruit juice, like that's easy. Like yeah. it, it's so easy. Like even my first nationals, everybody's complaining about the water. Cause like, Oh, this is so hard. I'm just like, this is simple. But then again, like when you're when you come from football and you're doing two days out in 100 degree weather with a football helmet on and you got coaches yelling at you and people are puking left and right. Like, yeah. OK, I didn't get I, you know, I, I got to eat I got to eat fruit juice today for a couple <laughs> of days and just not drink water for 12 hours. Like that's that's easy. It, it's, it's a different mindset. You have the same. So even though you're different, first off, I love the different psychologies, like the thing with competition it's a pressure cooker that brings out your personality. It's like yeah. any, everyone's different in their day to day, but put someone in a pressure cooker situation, make it competition, make it, you have a team, but you're competing alone or whatever the shit. Um, and it's interesting to see what people do and how they react to it. And uh, Taylor Atwood was on here and dropped fucking some sound bites like crazy. People going nuts, hashtag goat mentality and all the rest of it. When he came on, after he won the US Raw Nats and did what he did, he came on here and he was like, famously now was like, I'm not here to be your friend. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm here to beat you. I want to build a legacy. Like he was dropped, but he was dead serious. Like, this is like, mm-hmm. Taylor comes off. People are like, sometimes it rubs pe- people the wrong way, the way Taylor comes off. 
but it's also like it's what makes him though if you soften certain edges he's not him and it's the same thing with like you where you're like if you, you can't change certain things, it's got to be all encompassing together. You can't soften certain things because it changes everything else. You know what I mean? But it is interesting how both you guys are uber competitive, turn it on like crazy at a certain point, but we'll be different in that warm-up room, man. It's fat, and both of you are gamers. It's not like one guy's more <laughs> gamer than the other. Like, like Taylor's is fucking, remember he was saying like Bryce Lewis came up with some cookies and he was like, hey, man. Would you like some cookies in a warm up room? And Taylor's like, the fuck? He was like, he's like, he goes, and it was a nice thing. And they were competing against each other. And you know, you need carbs, right? When you're competing for energy. But Taylor's like, I would never walk up to someone and ask them if they wanted. He was just looking at him funny. He's like, I'm just not in that moment right now. And it's yeah. Taylor also, he played like, uh, he was in the CFL. The CFL, Canadian. yeah. He, he played, uh, you know, like, pro football um in like like you like high level you were what division were you what, what did you play so, football so i play i played d2 ball so so not one not one double a so small d2 school here up in new york um and then i was fortunate enough that i got to train at test football academy in uh in north jersey and it for like what three months it was just training from 6 a.m to 6 p.m trying to oh get ready for God. that one day to you know, do a track meet in front of a bunch of coaches and try to be that one guy out of thousands that they give, you know, five seconds of their time to. Um, And like that, I feel like for me carries over so much to powerlifting. Cause like we talk about, okay, like you're doing the carbs and this and like, I think I love carbs and and this this hard is that hard. And like, for me, and, and this is what, and I try to tell people this like in my gym and like people that I talk to and stuff like that. Like for me, like, powerlifting is so easy of a sport because you can control so many variables day in and day out and like these small attentions to details and things that you do day in and day out like the way that taylor trains or rush trains or sean trains like all those small little things carry over from other sports that you play um and so you know, it de- definitely that mentality. Like, I can tell who the football players are from powerlifting, by the way. Like, I can look in your eyes and see if you played an organized sport prior to, like, powerlifting. You did football or something like that. There's just, there's just like, an aura. There's something in the vibe. There's just, like, a we're cool. We're friends. In between those lines, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and and then once we separate, like, we'll, we'll, we'll go to, to you know, we'll, we'll shake hands and everything's cool. But, no, definitely that mentality. Like, I got couple chances to to lift with taylor before i even knew who taylor like really was like i was still like new and he lifted that mount vernon barbell and so like oh yeah you're strong oh, oh you were you won like a world thing I was like, oh okay that's cool <laughs> like you know i just started, like i didn't know like how good he actually was and so we're chopping it up talking about stuff and it's mad laid back but yeah no he i love it because like i know where it comes from like it's not arrogance or it's not to be vindictive or mean it's just like the competitive drive and that drives me so like even like the first time I met Taylor's dad and the first thing he's like, oh, so this is one of the 83s. My son's going to beat you. And I just like, oh, <laughs> he'll, look, he'll look you dead in your eyes and say it. He'll stare you down and say it to it. It's not like it, and he means it. And it's just like, OK, <laughs> like I, I understand who you are and that's it. Yeah. But it's not offensive. It's just yeah. it, it's the competitive drive. But I mean, we all find ways to like compete and you know, I, I, you know, we all find our little things that help us like stay on that edge and help us like kind of get through. And so, um, you know, I found my thing, like I listened to all the podcasts and where I was ranking and all this other stuff. Like I'm just sitting in the corner. I'm just like, oh yes. Like I, I'm, I'm waiting for it. Like, I, I, I love this. I want this, like everything. 
Um, you, and it's a fine line between taking things personally and being emotional about it. Like I take everything right. personal, like everything I take personally. I remember everything, but it's like, I'm not emotional about it. I'm just like, okay, they don't think I can do this. I haven't earned their respect, but by the time this is done, I will earn it. Mm. And, and so, and, but then I also take it personally in the, in the sense that it's like, like even going up to nationals, it's like, oh yeah, Delaney's going to get fourth or fifth or sixth or this or that. And I'm sitting here and I'm just like, I mean, damn, I mean, I know I don't post a lot, but I mean, I, I did pretty good at, at, at the Arnold's like this and the other thing. And like, I'm, I'm pretty close to this guy. So it's like, it's really outlandish that I'm here. And so the way that I see it is it, it means that you just have to work that much harder. One, one of us is going to be right. So it's either you're going to be right or I'm going to be right. And you just have to day in and day out, just like earn, earn your keep each day. And so like, I, I remember, I think I was listening, looking at the story of King of the List one time and they were going through like the rankings. I think you actually, um, you motivated me a little bit. Cause I think one of the guys said, okay, I'm, I'm I had Delaney at third over Angelo and you like laughed about it. You were like, no, I remember it. I just remember how, I think you were on the bottom right corner of the screen. I forgot who said, who said it was on the top and literally it was just like, no, Delaney, you're, you're silly. I remember that. And in my head, I was just like, wow. This, it's laughable, huh? Mid, this it's, is your moment. Now I'm eating my pro. Huh? You, 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 you were like, fast forward. Here we are. Now who's laughing? Damn, yeah, I, man. But like, it, it's one of those things. It's just like, I have to show you. And that's it. Like, I, I have to do it. And in my mind, like the fact of that, and this is where like you take it personally and it drives you. Mm. If somebody beats you, especially in this sport, it's from a lack of preparation. And it's a lack of doing the things day in and day out that you have to do. Which means that at the end of the day, like when we're doing rankings and obviously like people are stronger, but when you're in close quarters, like if somebody's going to out, outplace you or outlift you or out, whatever, it's because over the course of the year, they were doing the small things right day in and day out. Which means that on my end, it's just like, okay, that means that whoever has me placed here doesn't think that I'm disciplined enough, that I'm committed enough, that I'm, that, that I'm motivated enough, that I have attention to detail enough to do everything I have to do day in and day out. And then that drives me to do everything that I can day in and day out. Like I hate, I hate having to track my macros, but if somebody says that I can't do it, I'm so competitive that I'm going to prove to you that I can do it. And I'm going to continue to kind of go after it on that. End. And so I take all of that and I just, I just bring it in and like, I, I take it personally, but I'm not emotional about it. Like I'm not angry. I'm not hurt. I'm not frustrated. It's just like, mm. okay, they think this, I think that one of us is going to be right. That's it. And I it's love, all in my hands to do it. I love that. I love the, that is an, an amazing way to look at it is because you can't just fluff it off. Otherwise, you know, you hear some people that um, they pretend they're like, I don't give a fuck, whatever. That guy's an idiot. It's like, well, now I know you do care because you're actually being, you, you, you're fucking acting like your feelings are hurt though. Like, like yeah. obviously it's hard to fluff off when we obviously do our due diligence and whatnot. Like we're coming in here. So it's like, but it makes sense to be like in life to be like, look at you could take it personally because it is, they're doubting you. Okay. So yeah. you can take it personally, but don't attach emotions because it isn't, um, the intentions obviously aren't to be like hurt your feelings or it's a fucking, it's a sport. It's a pick. Somebody's going to come game. in second or third or yes, yeah, so you're going to hurt someone's feelings. Right. So it's like, instead of getting your feelings hurt, cause then everyone's feelings are getting hurt. That does, isn't, you know, whatever, number one, it's like, take it personally and, and understand this is the way they see it. They don't see that you doing that. Here's your opportunity. What are you going to exactly. do about that? And be like, and 
whatever. Like it's a perfect way. And then afterwards, when you hit that, it's like, there we are. And now listen to them and they'll give you a kudos and be like, yeah, you earned that because the proof is in the pudding. It's, it's undeniable. Here's the beautiful thing about powerlifting. Straight numbers. It's straight numbers, man. You can't deny it. 822 and a half is 822 and a half, man. Uh, did someone not show up? Has it done 822 and a half? Well, what are we talking about here? You know what I mean? Like, we're not talking. Yeah. Like, 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 numbers are numbers. Gravity is gravity. Let's, so um, it's the beautiful thing about this sport, whereas it's not the same as like some other sports, right? Um, sometimes yeah. it's, sometimes like someone doesn't give you a fair shake and you don't get that, that game time. You don't, they don't throw you the ball. They're not going to put you in the play. They're not going to, you're like, fuck, if I could have just, what do I got to do? You know, that's different. That's tough. That's where like stress-wise in terms of powerlifting is probably a little bit different. Like we all get nine attempts. We all yeah. get one minute. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah. There's no stress. It, there, there's very little variables. So that's why I say like for me, like it just feels like such not an easy sport because it has its own, you know, tough things about it. But overall in comparison to like other things that I've seen, I was just like, it can be so much worse. You can control so many variables um and again yeah to your point like taking things personally but not being emotional about it because also like I come from the standpoint of like playing football it's what have you done for me lately every day you have to earn that respect it's not just given to you because you post up on Instagram that oh yeah like I'm I'm cup and coming I'm underrated I'm this I'm that I like I'm 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 doing this like I have like it has to be proven you have to do it um which also comes down to part of the reason why like I I purposely like you know, while I was trying to like do everything, like I wasn't posting much or anything. Cause I found that me personally, I get so competitive sometimes that like, I'll see, I'll see Sean bench 500 or Russ squat 700 or Angelo deadlifting damn near 800. And then like, I feel like I have to go and do something crazy. Cause I want to be able to post it and look good for this. And so it helped me stay grounded and say, at the end of the day, nobody's going to see anything about your training. Yeah. So they cannot judge you from anything you do in the gym because at the end of the day everything you do in the gym is absolutely irrelevant like it means nothing at the end of the day the, the only thing that's going to ha- get marked on the record books is what happens on meet day and so by for me personally by just shutting that off sometimes and just saying i'm going in my cocoon and the only thing that i'm going to get judged by is those nine attempts that i get on meet day that's it it it, it, it put it forces you to be as perfect as you possibly can be because that's the only record that you get i uh, i'm not posting up these great numbers and then okay all of a sudden i get to meet day and you know the wheels fall apart and then you guys give me an excuse that's ah the water cut or maybe wasn't feeling good this the other thing the only thing you see is meet day and that's the only thing that matters which means that i have to be perfect because i will be judged by that and only that and like that also gives me like that sense of urgency like in the gym and like my day-to-day preparation to make sure that i'm doing things right just like a little mental thing for me. Plus sometimes like now, sometimes it's just fun to like mess with people and like not let them know like what you're doing. (laughs) Well, first off, I feel way fucking better about picking you uh, for fourth because you just said you didn't show us anything and, and kept your cards close to your chest. So that, that gave me an out. And I appreciate that. You're like, you're you're like, let me give my man an out right here. Um, Also second off, fucking i like i can't believe you're an accountant dude you have an amazing personality and um this is like you you are nothing like i thought you would be <laughs> like yeah i'm not the the stereotypical you know 45 year old white guy with the big belly that's you know with the glasses that are you know talking like this and yeah and, like talking dude, to you a, are not a computer dry. <laughs> like, like like um because you don't like 
on social media, I mean, you post, but not as much as like, you, you can't tell certain people's personality sometimes by their social media. I'm the same way with my personal account, really. I don't mm-hmm. post a lot because of King Alyssa do like this kind of thing. So people get to see and hear me, but um, yeah, fuck man. I'm glad you're on the podcast. You were absolutely, you were not an accountant. Like, like you, I would never guess you were an accountant. Like, nah, man, this dude's like a motivational speaker or something. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm trying to change the dynamic of, uh, of what people think of when they think of like accountants and financial planners and all that. Like it's, it is funny. Like I go to every conference. I'm the only guy that acts the way that I act most yeah. of the time. I'm the, I'm the, usually the youngest guy there. <laughs> and I'm like, probably like one of like three, like black guys there. Like it, I'm definitely an enigma. Um, so, but it's cool to like change the mold and say like, Hey, like, like th- this number stuff, this finance stuff, all this stuff can be cool. It can be simple. It can be interactive. Um, mm. but I- I'm a nerd at heart. <laughs> um, yeah. but I also love to compete and, and, and all of that. So it works out. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I don't even fucking picture accountants being like athletes and like, like talk about competition. Like the way you talk about, I picture like the dude who gets shoved into lockers and not on the football <laughs> team, but he dreamed about being on the football team and dating the cheerleader. You know what I'm saying? And like, you are the yeah. dude, you are that nerd who fucking was like, don't worry, fellas. I got, I'm going to get revenge. They're like, get him Delaney. Like all the nerds are like, he's the alpha nerd. He's the king nerd of all nerds. And like, that's, he's going to lead us to the promised land. <laughs> Look, that's exactly how it was. I remember like back in high school. Um, Cause I told you, like we, we spoke offline. I told you like I, I did theater also like uh, back in high school, but I was a captain of a football team. Also captain of track team did theater. It was in boys. I was doing all these different things. And so some, there were days I had to come late to football practice. Cause we had like theater or like singing things. They're also a part of like the criteria and it was funny, it was that weird dynamic between, because I was also still on, like one of the strongest guys on the team. So like people would try to take jabs at me for like the theater stuff. And I'd be like, you know, we're about to hop on this field. <laughs> so you, you better watch what you're going to say. Yeah, you better tread very lightly. because this, this, this will change for you very quickly. <laughs> like, you, you, you were one bad play but away from getting cut from this team. And I'm about to undress you on that football field. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to get ugly, man. Yeah, so, you'll, you'll get broken down quick. That's um, right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's cool. It's also funny, like going to some of like the conferences and like, since like, again, like most of the guys, they are like a little bit more like out of shape. They're not really lifting their, you know, whatever the case may be. And then they see me and everybody always wants to like eye you up. And they're like, you know, okay. Like what? It's every single time I get somebody does it. It's like, you know, look, look, you work out a little bit. (laughs) What do you bench? (laughs) It's like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, I bench, you know, whatever. And they're like, Whoa, whoa, wait, okay, okay. Then they like try to hit you with the squat one because they think that like you're one of those people that like only do arms. And it's like, okay, what do you squat? Then like, oh yeah, it's like, oh wow, it's like, oh, that's a lot. Okay, okay. and then just turns into like a, a whole bonding session over that, and everybody gets excited. Um, so it's it's kind of funny the dynamic of it all. You, you know, the next conference you go to, depending on what it is, you might be go back to like, listen, I'm a national champion, or you know, I'm a world champion. A world I got champion, I got the man. world record total. I got the the biggest total ever in history. This yeah, is, right. This... You might, might try to get some speaking engagements out of it, huh? <laughs> Dude, you should. Well, first off, um, here's the thing. You go back there to, to any conference and, um, and you say, like, yeah, I'm a power lifter. And they're like, are you good? And you're like, I don't know. It's, I'm a world champion. Is that good? <laughs> I don't know. He, ta- he, he takes out the medals. <laughs> what's, what, a gold medal at a world championship. I don't know. You don't know powerlifting, but is that good? Because we got a world title. <laughs> uh, you tell me. Um, but uh, that's the beauty of a world title. Say less. That's all you got to fucking say. But – in terms of a speaking engagement, dude, I'm telling you right now, you'd murder. You, 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 um, uh, you could fucking talk, man. You got the way you tell stories the whole night. You should think about it. Uh, a world title, a world title for sure. Here's the thing that 
transcends um, the beauty of a world title because people won't necessarily be powerlifting fans, right? And they won't know yeah. who anybody in powerlifting is, but Absolutely. everyone knows what a world champion is. So if you were like, we're bringing in a world champion powerlifter who also, by the way, you know, like fucking track team, you know, the singing, the everything, but he's also an accountant. He has an, a crazy pass, like in terms of everything he's done um, and excelled at. And it's a very unique young man. And you have some clips online when they bring you in, you fucking man, you're going to, you'll wow the shit out of them. Guarantee you that the world, the world champion is like automatically they'll know the discipline, the hard work um, and the elite level that you made it. And that's what gets you in the door but it's going to be your personality. Now you hold yourself. They'll, they'll be like, fuck man. And be like, yeah, this guy's an accountant. You know what I, mean? Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the way that you described it all, like that was the whole reason why I decided. And, and also like Joey spoke to me and we ran through everything. It made sense. It was like, yeah, I just had to be okay. Okay. We made that final decision, but that's why like I decided to do the powerlifting America route and try to go take my shot at a world title um because like it was funny enough i don't listen to many podcasts often but i remember i was going to the virginia pro meet and it was a long drive um and i was like oh let me go like listen to king of list podcast and i'm like oh who else am i yeah. going to listen to i listen to my competition i listen to russ and he the way that he spoke and the way that you spoke about like being on the world stage and just feeling that energy and like having all of that i was just like there's no way that i can walk away and not take a shot at it and not regret it later on. And, you know, you're, you're right. Like, no matter what the sport is, like, it, being a world champion or having the opportunity to be a world champion, just tr it just transcends across anything. Like, any language barrier, any of this, like, they all know what it means. Mm. It doesn't matter the sport. It doesn't matter this. And, 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 and you know, just it, just to try to feel that. I get excited just talking about it, just thinking about it. Like, I, li I literally have trouble sleeping already just trying to, like, prepare and get myself ready to try to take a shot at that because it's, it's just exciting to think about and just to feel that competition, you know, it, it's it's different. So it, it definitely makes sense. The way that you talk about it, it just it, – I feel it. I feel it. Dude, can you imagine being 65 years old looking back and being like, I had an opportunity, like, telling your kids, your grandkids when they ask you how good you were – and be like, I had an opportunity. I could have been a world champion, but, and then here comes your fucking story. And they're like, yeah, but here we go. It, you yeah. know, like, can you imagine letting Here's this the has go? Been. <laughs> I just be like, I could have, I could, I fucking had a brief, there's a window of opportunity in athletic career. So tight where there's a window of opportunity, a true world championship. This, this is a real world championship. You know what I mean? Where people like yeah. over 130 nations, my friend, IOC recognized Olympic recognized like the real deal world championships. And yeah. when you show up, you'll have USA across the chest and it's, you know, I mean, well, look, fucking, if you make it through or whatever, yeah, like, you know course, what I'm yeah. saying? And, you're, really. and, and it's, it's just, you know, you can't fucking swap that for anything. If you have that opportunity to do it and become a world champion, man. Like, there's I wouldn't no forgive way. myself. You can't pass that up, bro. Yeah. And no, in the way, and, and it's true. No matter where you go in the world, man. Uh, we had a guy from Ghana. They in Ghana, they don't know everybody, but they'll know a world champion, man. Like all over these, all these nations around the world, it is. You don't have to be a powerlifting fan, period. You yeah. know what I mean? It just it it is what it is. It's just it'll always be on that resume. Um, no, you don't have to explain no more. You just say, yeah, I was a powerlifter, and 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 how good were you? Well. And then you drop that on there. Um, yeah, dog. I, I, I've, I've been to every world championship since 2016. I shit you not, my friend, because I commentate and I shit you not, man. It never gets old. Every time I sit in that comment, I, I walk into the, the, the event arena and like you see like, 
like all these jerseys from these tracksuits from all over the world and people speaking languages from all over the world. And you sit down and there's international judges and all the flags are hanging from the banners. And you're like, you know, fucking, it feels like the first time, man. It's like, this yeah. is the way I describe it. And this is going to romanticize you, but I shit you not. It's the truth. <laughs> it's like, um, like you, they say, when you meet your true love, it doesn't matter how many times you see them 10 years later, you look at them sometimes and you'll get that fucking moment where you're like, you, it's like, it's like the first time you met them. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many years go by my friend, when I walk into the world championships and sit down in that fucking booth and they say five, four, three, and we're live. I'm fucking looking at that girl again. And I'm, I get goosebumps <laughs> and I'm like, Holy fuck. I'm back, man. It yeah. doesn't get old, man. It doesn't get old, my man. You know, I'm telling you, dog. You I, can, I can feel it. I can feel the excitement. It's, it's an energy you can't fake. I can feel it. And so yeah. I was, I, I was like, I have to, I have to try to take a shot at it. I got, I got to try. And it's like, sorry, you go ahead. No, I was gonna. I was just gonna say after after everything, after COVID, after all that, trying to find a place to lift during COVID, building like a home gym out of a pod storage unit, like it. it you, you got you got to you got to take a shot you can't walk away now so that, that was like the mindset between all that you know i listened to that podcast and i was like there's nothing i there's nothing i i, I can't walk away <laughs> no you walk you, you you gotta you gotta peek around that door and see what happens um for sure and uh it, when you found out that the u.s first off the u.s was suspended and that's all right um, that it's, it's more on rust, but it's kind of like, well, shit, this creates uncertainty and all of this political shit's flying around. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, uh, us is getting voted out and all this movement flying around. What was your initial impression? Were you just like rattled? Were you, uh, you know, what were you thinking during all of this? Because you're with everything already said about goal setting. Yeah. Um, I mean, really in the, I'm one of those, uh, it was actually funny. I visited my parents yesterday and we were talking about the difference between my sister and I. She's the kind of person that she sees rules and she's like, okay, these are the rules. I'm going to follow them. I see rules and I say, there's no room for negotiation somewhere. I just need to find it. <clears throat> and so I was listening to all this and they finally got it vo voted out. And I was just like, there's a way for me to get there. I just have to find out how to do it. Um, and so, I mean, my initial thought is like, all right, don't panic. Like, okay, that's, this is what it is. Um, before, like, we knew that there was going to be, like, before we knew that there was going to be, like, a new U.S. Federation Powerlifting America, I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm going to email USVI, and I'm going to ask if they would, like, allow me to try to compete to be a part of their team. And then, like, Powerlifting America came out, and um, it was funny because I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Gavin because um, he, he's, he's close to here in Jersey um and we were like sitting down for dinner and I, and I, we were talking about him like obviously like russ we were all expecting him to go he was going to go and then he changed his mind last minute like we all expect him to go on ipf and i'm sitting here and i'm just like i gotta try to find a way to get to the, I, I got I, like i there's no there's just a matter of where do i go and so we all thought we were, he's gonna go powerlifting america and i'm like yo april soon i'm like this man is good i like i was like i don't think i can catch him by april but June might I might be a little bit closer that at least I can make people hold yeah. their breath. And I was just like, how how can I do this? And literally I said, I was like, I will go to USVI, try to qualify for there, 
just so I could try to get to Worlds and then meet him there if he was doing Powerlifting America, if I had to. I was going to find any way I possibly could to try to go to Worlds. Or if a Powerlifting America is the only thing, I was going to take my shot. If I get smoked the first time around, I'll, I'll come back next year, keep on training, do it again. Um, but in my mind, it was like, don't panic. There's a way to get there. It's just a matter of finding out the way to get there. And then it's, at that point in time, it's just all like small minor details that you just got to figure out. Um, so I, I didn't really panic too much. It was more so like, this is annoying. It was more annoying, a nuisance than anything else. And it doesn't look the same way. The road doesn't look the same way as what you like you originally they thought it would look like, you know, two years ago, you know, when you first started or three years ago, when you first started. It's uh, first off, you and Gavin Eden, Gavin. Um, so I had him on the podcast. Fucking he was at Worlds. And we hung out a lot at when he was at Worlds. Um, dude, I love Gavin. Like, I didn't know him before. I had him on the podcast. And then and then we we met at Worlds, at like, like in person. And, mm-hmm. um, man, like, you know, you start just like, because we're all, like, from all over the world at this at this thing. And you just, we just fucking had, we hung out some stories we can't even tell. And so, yeah. <laughs> it was, it's just amazing, man. And you actually remind me of him, though, your personality, the way you guys talk and stuff. Like, he's a very inspiring motivational guy as well that like not like in and the thing is too though because it's authentic though it's not like you're you guys aren't the type that's like fucking memorized some inspirational coach you're gonna drop on me that like you've been practicing for the last week or whatever it just is <laughs> what it, it's the way you actually see things you're just yeah you know what i mean and um gavin's that way too right he's like that dude so you do you two dudes at sitting down at dinner fucking you guys for sure would figure something <laughs> out you keep dudes like-minded like that that puts bump you up close there's a lot of people you're going to come across that like you're you're like you're you're too big uh perspective you're too big personality you're too big for them so they want to bring you back a little bit they want to bring you back down to earth a little bit and and sometimes it's not the worst thing because you do need to be checked you do you need to think about things like have you thought about this so have you thought about that though you do need that they 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 are it's everyone's got friends that do that as well you do need to be checked but mm-hmm. you also need to keep close some people who like when you think you need it, there's a couple dudes you rely on that are like, am I crazy? And, and that guy's like, you're not crazy. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're not crazy. No, as a matter of fact, 100%. you're not thinking big enough. He's like, as a matter of fact, you're not thinking big enough. That's peasant talk. You're a king. You, <laughs> gotta, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah. you know, you need a guy like that. That's 100% how the, how the talk went. It was funny because like I actually knew Gaden, uh, Gavin before like a few years ago when we first started powerlifting but like you know each other you bump it's like oh you're working out your powerlifting i'm working on power oh, okay cool nice to meet you then that was it um because the first gym that we ever worked out was like some like mom and pop like group fitness type gym that had like a rack and some weights in there so we were both lifting out of there and so we we're just talking about like how far we've both come like since then and you're right he he's like su- he's super inspirational he speaks from the heart um he's a good dude definitely serious definitely a very serious dude sometimes with certain things um but you know you 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 love him and he 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 loves what he does and he just goes ball to the wall and like that that motivates you that pushes you because you're like oh he's going balls to the wall how how can i go how how can i go 100 percent? i go to um so yeah i mean it's it's always you you have to have those people that push you and say hey you're not thinking good big enough um but also having those people that say hey and even if it is negative like even if it is like being around small people that try to just like 
drown your like or like douse your fire or drown it the way that i see it like and again like it's it's just because like i'm i'm so hyper competitive like i rem- i still haven't forgiven my mother because she let my little sister beat me in a race because she held me and i was like five years old i, I remember <laughs> it like that's how like, i'm not making it up like my, you could ask my mother we've spoken we spoke about it on monday like i bring it up almost all the time like i am genuinely still upset um but even when people say like hey okay like i don't think you could do this or this and a third like i take it as a, I, I take it as a challenge and so when, when i even get motivated when people like try to do that and they are negative because to me that just, again it goes back to this it just means that you believe that i'm not dedicated enough motivated enough creative enough to do what i have to do day in and day out over and over and over and over and over and over again you're saying i'm lazy and that and that pisses me off so now i have to show you that i'm not lazy and that's just a whole nother thing so i th- i think you could take motivation from both ends and so from the people that say hey you're thinking too big to the people that say you're thinking too small like there's things you could take from everybody and i i, I love it all like er- again everything's personal but don't be emotional about it and that, that's, that's it. just kind of how i look at it and <laughs> that's just first, how i look at it first off in 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 like 40 years your mother's on her deathbed you're gonna look down and be like mother i forgive you and only then you're like, I forgive you. It's all- probably, not. <laughs> probably not. My mom, my mom knows me. That's, I will take that to my grave. That's right. That's right. He'll be on like, the other side that you have that face to face. I was like, he's going to send the, the link to his podcast. His mom, like, mom, I'm on this podcast. Check it out. And then she's going to listen. She's like, he brought it up again. Yeah. She's like, I expect nothing less. She's just yes. like, I expect exactly. nothing less at all. She's rolling her eyes. Like, here we go again. All right. When is this going to come up? But um, yeah. yeah, no, it's true that like in life, um, like the older I get, the more I started appreciating, like without, with, uh, first off, when you said personal, not emotional, I start catching myself where if some people see some holes in plans or like, they're not as excited as I want them to, when they meet with like, um, you know, p- potential problems I, I did, or like, I'm overthinking over like too excited about certain things. I got to bring it down. Sometimes I do tell myself, like, I am not. Like I'm not fucking, I'm not the God. What, what I, I'm, doesn't mean I'm right because they're not on the same plane as me. I need to take it as like, maybe I need to, they're bringing me more closer to the center, which is okay sometimes. And sometimes they're making me look at things that if all I got was hype, I'm going to leave some holes. And if someone says, I got you, you're excited about this, but you ain't, you fucking, you can hear some holes. And sometimes you're like, man, I was excited. I came to you with some excitement and you just fucking poked holes in it sometimes i learned that like to appreciate you know what if those people aren't around and they're still your friends sometimes they're still your friends but it's like fuck me why did that bother me those fucking holes really are there aren't they and there's times like why does it bother you why did uh, i'll ask myself like be honest bro why did you get defensive when this person said this did that bother you and like you got emotional a little bit huh and i'm and then if i'm like a, a little bit later, you know, not immediately, if I can be honest, I'm like, if I'm a little defensive, is that actually, I see that hole too, don't I? And I'm like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. That hurt, that stung, you know, and, and maybe I would like a little more positive from that person if they're always negative, but on the flip side, you're like, ain't the worst thing though. It's, it's, it's honest. And they trust you that they could give you that honesty and you're not going to fucking turn on them or whatever. There's some respect there as well. And, um, I appreciate sometimes the older I get, the more I'm like, I, you know, you, you don't want to drift too far one side. Some people will bring you close to the center. Cause I will fuck my man. I will, I will be a fucking la la land. If you let me, bro. I am that dude. 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the same dude. way. No, I'm the, yeah. I'm the same way. 
I know we're vibing I mean, right I now. Got, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got, I got lucky. I think I got lucky because my parents are great. Like my mom's that person that I can do no wrong. I, I could do absolutely no wrong. No matter what it is, I'm a baby boy. Doing that, that's it. Um, but my dad, on the other hand, he is never impressed. Mm. <laughs> like, again, going back to like, you know, going back in time and things you remember. I remember seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade football. Like my first year of like playing football because they finally let me do it because I actually side story that we might be able to get into. I was I was in a really bad accident. I literally almost died in like I was in a coma for a week. Like We're going back to that. We bad. have to go back to it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like so first they finally let me play football because they weren't scared that I was going to die anymore. And like I was going to do something stupid. And there was one game. I kid you not. I scored six touchdowns. It's, P- it's peewee football. So it's not unheard. of. I scored six touchdowns and I'm hyped. This is the other thing. And there was one play that I could have scored another touchdown, but I, I guess I ran the wrong way. I forgot. I did something. I got tackled, whatever the case may be. And the first thing my dad told me when I was like, yeah, you know, I scored six touchdowns. I had a good game. Like, I'm I'm hype. I'm feeling myself. I'm pounding my chest. And he's like, yeah, I mean, like, you could have had seven if you didn't mess that that other thing. I mean, he, and he was looking at me dead. He wasn't trying to be sarcastic. He was dead serious. Yeah. Um, but he's like that with almost everything my entire life. But, you know, he's proud of you. But he's one of those people that he's just like – stay focused, stay centered. Like you're doing great. You're not, you're not perfect yet. You're doing great. You're not the best yet. You, there's right. still room for improvement. And so having them kind of pull both ways where you have that, like just undying, like everything you do is awesome. And you're not there yet, kid. Um, it, it, I found like it helped me in life a lot too. Cause like I, it, I had like in my mind, like I genuinely believe like I, I, I genuinely, like I'm not, I genuinely believe that I can do literally anything. Like you put a task in front of me, you put an opponent in front of me, you do, I, I promise you, I believe that I can do it. It's a matter of whether or not I had enough time to actually get there and, and, and achieve it. Like I genuinely believe it. Like don't, if you're betting against me, I'm telling you that you're probably betting wrong. That's just my mentality. But also like day to day, like I'm just like, there are so many things that I am not good enough at in. Like, I have to get better at this. I have to get better at that. I'm not, I'm not there yet. And so like those two things, like, I don't know, it's like a, a fine line between like arrogance and just like humility and like not there yet. And like, it, it helps me a lot. And like, I, I definitely attest it to my parents because they kind of pulled me both ways. But to your point, like, that's why I, I don't take anything personally. When people poke holes in it, like, again, like you said, to your point, it's really good. It's a good thing when people poke holes in it because it might be something that you're blinded by because you're just so excited about mm. your vision and your thing that you want to be told that you're perfect. But I, I always tell my friends in the gym, like, if I'm not hitting depth on squat, like, don't you dare. Like, I, I, I genuinely mean it. I was like, don't you dare tell me that it was a good rep, a good set, whatever, if I miss depth. And it's to the point where literally I remember, like, one time in the gym, I, I actually did miss depth. It wasn't, it wasn't by much either. It was like, it was like borderline. And my friend walked up to me, genuinely did that serious. She's like, yo, are you okay? (laughs) But like, I want to be at that level of like meticulousness and doing things day in and day out so good. So that when you get on a platform, you perform that people think that I am ill if I do something wrong. Yeah. Because that means that you're getting to the point where everything is becoming, you know, more and more like one and centered and your level of variance is going to change. Cause once you get to the actual platform, you're like, okay, the water cut, you have this variable, you have that variable, all oh, this is slippery, that's slippery. So why not control as many variables as you can when you can in the gym? Um, and so like, again, I take it to that point where like, I want people to tell me when I'm wrong. I want people to challenge me because maybe I do need to adjust the course. Like the end goal is always going to be the same, but how I get there, 
I'm very flexible with that. Like I don't need to get there this exact way. Mm. So sometimes you need to make a left, you need to make another right, you need to stop, you need to you know turn around, do a U-turn, and then you get to the end destination. But as long as I get to the end goal, that's the only thing that matters. The des- how you get there, it's you know make a wrong turn, your GPS re- redirects you, and you're still going to get there. You just might be five minutes late, you know. But that's just the way I see it. So I mean, I love I I love the people that bring you back to center more than the people that hype me up, just because like that that keeps me grinding that, that, that motivates me more than anything else. Like, I don't need you to tell me that I'm great. Cause I'm, I'm not that great. We're all average. You just have to work hard to try to be better. Um, uh, you, you almost, you need a little bit of both. Like um, for instance, like you, you're this right now, I'm fucking getting hyped up. <laughs> like I'm going to, I lifted before we came. I'll probably have to going to lift afterwards. Okay. You get me all types <laughs> of wound up, but, um, but uh, also I wanted to double back when you were slightly high in the gym and your boy called you out, you'd be like, you should have been like, good. I fucking tested you. Okay. That was, that wasn't for my benefit. That was for yours. I was thinking about cutting you. I'm like, is this guy? Yes, man. He's saying yes far too often. And you're like, I'm gonna cut this one. Just a, you, you, you were like, I'm not even going to squat high. I'm just going to fucking be a smidgen, smidgen on point. See if he says something It recalibrate, it recalibrate that gun just a little bit. And then he came up and you're like, all right, I, I you're, you're a real I, one. You're a real one. They, they know me. They know me. That's why a lot of people don't ask me for my opinion in the gym because I'll tell you and they don't always like it. So only a select few people ask me. But I, I love it that way. You got to like, keep me grounded. They're like, was my squat high? They're like, yes. And your girlfriend's cheating on you. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Got to be. You you know that? Well, got to be. You're not a good looking guy. He's like, what the fuck? Too much. Too much to let me pull back. Ryan, I was going to say, I, I thought what you were going to say is the real story behind that 600 pound squat video is. He sent it to Joey and his dad. His Joey double tapped it. His dad's like six hundred. Just left him on red. That's right. That's right. Your dad. Your dad. No, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't even send them the videos. It's not. It's not even worth it. It's a waste of data. Like, oh, torso tipped over a little bit. Not good enough. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to earn any points by beauty points. Um, I also was going to say, in terms of competition, here's another thing that I've noticed too. Like when you're if if you're on top in in whatever it is, business or whatever the shit. Um, I remember like, this was like, like years back. I was, uh, this was like, I was doing like television and shit like that. And I remember talking to a buddy of mine, we were, I forget what project we were doing, but, um, he owned a supplement company and somebody else had entered and started doing the same thing we were doing. And, um, and they were using all the same shit we were doing in terms of like the, what we were, what we were doing as well. And I'm starting to get frustrated. And he's like, dude, never will you be on top never were you going to get to the top without having some competition and never would you even if you were had no competition were on top as soon as you start getting lazy someone's going to come in and start and start taking the hole the holes that you have and you'll always have holes they'll plug those holes and they'll do better he's like competition is good if someone enters someone enters the market whatever market it is and and i've noticed like it's true i always feel the need to up the game and be like, I, to hell you will, if by outworking, like if I got to put in this many hours every night per week, this many emails, this many, like to hell you will, like you, like what do you have to do to, to maintain And like, you know, when, once you get to a certain wherever, whatever you are in whatever industry, you're like, it's all about work at work ethic. And when someone else enters and starts doing things you're not doing, that's when you're like, the hell i won't now like like you know i'll we have to keep moving it's it's a good thing and then all of a sudden you look back and be like 
the progress I made since this other person entered is so much more exponential in the last six months than before. Resting 100%. on laurels. Resting on laurels is real. Don't ever. And, um, and you actually like appreciate, this is competition, sports, business, whatever, where you're like, without that person competing as a whole, the community wouldn't have benefited because we lifted each other up. You might've been more stressed, but that stress they applied on you made you innovate. And then they innovated. And then everyone else benefits that comes along for the ride. That happens technologically in terms of, in terms of businesses, whatnot. It happens in sports. It happens in whatever the shit it is. Um, when competition enters, everybody's going to be noticed like massive, everything's going up. So in powerlifting, like from streams to podcasting, to, um, all platforms, everything's getting better. And, and it might be stressful, but at the same time, it's like, holy fuck the progress. You need each other. You, it's a respect. It's personal, but not emotional. And without knowing that tagline, you start, I started doing that kind of thing, being like, it's personal. It's personal. I cannot be outworked. This has to happen. But the flip side, I'm like, but I don't, but you have to appreciate that they're there and you appreciate 100%. their role. You appreciate 100%. your role and you, and you hope nothing but the best for them because they're just like you. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're, they've no, done you uh, no wrong. They've done you no wrong. You know what I mean? It's it's true. No, a hundred percent. Like especially like just using powerlifting as like the example. Like I I look at what Russ and I look at what Sean. I look what Angelo do, and I I I, I sit there sometimes. I'm like, wow, this is this is really cool. Like 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 you you appreciate it too. Like I'm a, I'm a fan as well, and so like you want the best for everybody. But that also pushes you to say, if they can do it, that that means that I can do it too, which means that I just need to go hard enough and work hard enough to actually get there. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just how I see, that's how I see everything. That's how I see everything. And then also to your point about not getting complacent. Um, again, I'm just so hyper competitive that I, I really turn everything into a competition. Like if I'm, if I'm lifting with somebody that's 10 times stronger than me, my goal is I'm going to try to close this gap as much as I can to not make that, not let them embarrass me. And if I'm lifting with somebody, like whether it be in the gym or whether it be in competition, and I know that they're weaker than me and I will turn into a competition, like, how dare you think that you can be within a hundred pounds of me? And like, mm-hmm. I'm going, I like, I want to bury you like, and everything's a competition. Cause I know that you're trying to catch me. I'm trying to catch them. And so like, regardless, like you always just feel like there's always this like balance of like, okay, I got to catch somebody, but somebody's keeping on my heels. So I can't get complacent, even though I've come so far in this and that and go back and forth and back and forth. Cause again, to your point, there's always going to be somebody new. There's always going to be somebody that's up and coming. There's always going to be somebody that comes out of nowhere. You'd be fools to think that you're the only gifted person at something in this world. There's, there's how many people in this world. So, you know, you just got to work so hard and just keep your head down and just keep on going to just try your best to, you know, just continue to grow. And that, that's the way I see it. You know, the, the way I see it is like, if, if you're at the top, and you start to lose it, then you take it personally because it means that you're not working hard enough because there's no reason that you should be working. There's no reason why if you're already ahead and you're already doing something so well that you should let somebody catch you. That means that you're not, you're working, they're working so much harder than you that they can close the gap and beat you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then on the, and then on the, the back end, it's just like, okay, well, Hey, if you're trying to catch up to somebody, that means that you just have to go, you have to do everything you possibly can perfectly because they're already better than you. You can't, you can't do that. You can't go out on that Saturday night. You can't have that extra beer. You can't do this. You can't mess up your macros and have the dominoes people. You can't, you have to, if you want to get there, um, which is also why I do think some people get like emotional about it because like they, 
they want to get there, but they don't want to do the work and they know they're not actually doing the work. And so then that that's when like the excuses and all the other stuff, I just, I can't do excuses. Like if I, if I mess something up, it's because I messed it up. I wasn't good enough. If, if I, I know when I didn't work hard enough. I know when there was one more like thing that I could do better. And so like, that's also, you know, a part of like the whole mindset overall too, just trying to stay focused. And I know that I, I talked to Taylor, I talked to Russ, I talked to Sean and Angela, like, they all have that like same mindset. We might go about it different ways, but like internally, like everybody wants to be so good. Mm. And like, we all push each other. Like we, there's no real animosity between all of us. Um, like we want each other to do well. It pushes us and I, it also pushes the sport and makes us better. And uh, you got to love it. You, like you have to love it. Like it, this would be boring if it was only one person doing well and there was no way that anybody else was going to be it. It, it, it There'd be no point. It's not. His it, name's it, Taylor. Nothing. I mean, that, that's, that's 74 different. kilo. It's, I mean, it's hopefully, tough. Ho- it's tough. yeah, hopefully he stays 74, 74. Yeah. That's none of my business. <laughs> I stay that's in right. 83. That's hopefully right. he stays. There. I talked, I talked to him the other, I talked to him like a, a while back. I was like, for the love of God, just stay where you are. Don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't have time for all of this. Exactly. Um, He's eating pizza. You're like, ah, are you getting heavier? Let me hook you up like, with my nutrition coach. You're okay. You're, you're eating too much. Yeah. I was like, Taylor, I will hit you in a, with a sledgehammer on your That's knees right. if you do this. I, I love you. I respect you, but this is it. <laughs> I That's know right. where you live. <laughs> That's right. Um, Be- but yeah, being- so we all push each other. I was just going to say, being someone who is competitive and now you're looking towards you know, the IPF and the world title, is have you started to look at 83s from around the world, what numbers they're hitting, you know, what the names are, what countries they're from? Um, a little bit uh again I'm, I'm such a bad powerlifter i don't know many people in powerlifting at all like i, I i'm pretty I th- bad i thought you, you know you you like reading reports and numbers you go check it out i do but also like i like for power for the powerlifting purposes like for so long i was like let me just put myself in a cocoon and just put my head down and not look at anything else that like i did it so much that like i mean truth be told i didn't know who joey was until my friend told me to you know reach out to him that he's a, he's a good coach and i was like oh, okay cool if he's a good coach i'll check your word for it so like that just shows like how out of touch i was with like powerlifting but um a couple of names like did come up like here and there that like i heard of and so you know you 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 look and you see and you're just like hey like there's a lot of strong dudes out there again like i said like you would be, it'd be ignorant of you to think that you're the only strong person in this world. Like, you know, um, there's, there, you're the only person that can do what you do. So, you know, I, I scouted a little bit. I'm sure I'm missing a lot of people. Um, but yeah, the, I, I think be, for me, when it gets closer, it's easier to even see who shows up. Like a guy, like a Tim Monogatti from New Zealand, who's like phenomenal. He's way into the eight hundreds as well. You don't know, like when he gets closer, like, especially with COVID and shit like that, they couldn't leave New Zealand. So, it's tough, right? It's a little far out. Plus, you got to go through Nats, and who exactly. the fuck knows who turns up? Exactly. Like, oh shit! You exactly. went to. You're going for the IPF title too. You know, a world title is one of those things where, like, someone might be quiet, but they're thinking the same thing you were thinking. And then exactly. you're like, "Well, I didn't think you were going to show. Like, you just told everyone you're going this today. You yeah. just posted today. Like, you know, there's other people who are thinking." The same thing. I would love to tell my grandmother I'm a world champion. I'd love to tell my kids my mother would cry if she found out her son was a world champion. You know how many people might be thinking that? Who the fuck knows is going to show up at Nats? And all of a sudden, it's it's like, oh, wow, we got more of a fight than I thought. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I don't I, – I try not to look – like, I, I look enough so like I'm aware, but I try not to get too caught up in this guy or that guy because I know that at the end of the day, like, I just have to get better. So I try to take – 
each, you know, I try to take each workout, each set, each rep as its own individual thing. I just try to give as much as I can. And I hope that just giving, having enough good days strung together just gets me to that end result. I can't, it's it's not like football where you can like scheme and like have play calls and like put people in bad positions Mm. and you scout them out and stuff changes. Like powerlifting is very simple. I'm stronger or you're stronger. You lifted more or I lifted more. There's really no coaching schemes and like if you're talking about like your last deadlift but even then it's like okay just put more weight on and just deadlift it you're like you're, who's stronger you're putting up more weight so um you know for the most part i just kind of try to keep my head down and i just say hey let me let me get the best workout out of this particular workout this particular set and just string it along day after day after day after day and just try to be meticulous about it and try not to get off the beaten path and try not to overshoot and let my ego get the best of me we all gotta hone it in and that, that's I don't know. That's just the mindset. Well, I mean, you go to you go to Natsum Worlds. King Alyssa will do a preview show, so we'll catch you up. If you just need, give me ninety minutes of your day, and you're like, bet I got you. All right, there's all my scouting report done by these fellas for me, um, and you and you will not be picked for fourth. I'll fucking I, say, I am not I, making that mistake again. I was gonna say the recency bias will kick in, and Ryan will be like, "Yo, Delaney, 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 Delaney." Here's the thing, too. You might be like, "Yeah, but you dropped the ball last time with me, so you might be dropping the ball this time with someone else." Whoever yeah. I whoever I pick for fourth, you're like, "I better watch that fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I better watch that guy because no way." Who knows? It might be it might be me again. No, knowing me, I, I might just go go dark for two months and you're like, oh, yeah, is, he, yeah, is yeah. he even lifting anymore? Like, is, yeah, exactly. is he just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, so, yeah, he just work, works all day and eats bread, doesn't train. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Walk. He goes full tilt 93. We're like, whoa, Nelly, here we go. He's, um, like, he's like, Taylor's coming up. I got to go up too. Yeah, he yeah. Goes, I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor. Taylor's coming up. I'm like, oh, wow. It's all on warfare now. Everybody's loading up on cars. Um, of course also people will murder us if we don't double back for a story i was gonna say you're gonna die i hate when i listen to a podcast like i the odd time i listen to like a joe rogan or something and they're like remind me to tell this story about the time and it'll be something crazy like i did mount everest or some shit and then they never double back and i'm like (laughs) what the fuck you have to double back so anyways for our listeners please tell the story about when you almost died and uh it came yeah yeah um yeah, I mean, th- this story is also part of the reason, I guess, for the mindset, because it's, it's just like being very grateful for what you have. Right. So like that's also come down to like just not being lazy and all this other stuff, because like, I, I could literally not be here with you guys. Right. Um, and so like, how dare I not give my best effort whenever I do something? Um, but to try to make a long story as short as possible, um, I was born in like Bowie, Silver Spring, Maryland area. Um, and. Growing up, I had a, fr- a group of friends or a friend that they own like they own like a farm. And so every year they turned this huge farm, like they had acres and acres of land, huge house, all this other stuff. They would turn this like farm and their house into this huge like haunted house. It was like a big Halloween party for all the kids in the town. Like it was like it was a huge thing. Um, and so, you know, boys being boys, we think that we can do everything. Like I'm flying all over the place. I'm doing stuff. And they turned their track, one of their tractors into like this uh, hayride. And so I'm friends with the, the person's son. And so we're jumping on and off the hayride back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, doing stuff, running around, doing this, get back on, jump back. And I said, I was a theater nerd. So that year I was, I was dressed up as Phantom of the Opera, like a, one of the musicals. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Oh, yeah. Not really, not, 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 it doesn't matter too much, but it, I, I'll get to the point where I guess it does matter a little bit. And so if you're familiar with the family opera at all, they had, a, he had a top hat. So I had a top hat on and a cape. 
I'm on the, I'm on the hayride. My hat flies off because, you know, the tractor's going fast. And I'm like, damn. I, and so I remember, like, my mom's like, yo, don't lose this hat. You lose everything. I'm one of those I, – I have ADHD. Like, I'm all over the place. I, I, I'd, I'd lose myself if I, if, if, if I could. Um, and so I'm like, oh, damn, I can't lose it. My mom told me not to. So I'm like, all right, let me just jump off. Go get it real quick like I did the thousands other times. And quickly in that moment, I found out – if you remember the movie The Incredibles where that little short lady said no capes, I found out why. Oh, fuck. And so I jump off the tractor. And in midair, all of a sudden, the cape gets hooked onto one of the back spokes of, like, the tractor, yanks me back down, like, while I'm in midair. I hit the back of my head on the tractor. Um, I literally still have the bump on the back of my head to prove it. Like, so I hit the back of my head um, and literally, boom, lights out from there. Like, I, I, I don't remember almost anything from that point in time. So I, apparently I was in, like, in and out of conscious. I was, like, sleepy, but I was awake, asleep, but awake. Took, got hella back to, like, Children's Hospital in Maryland. The whole nine yards, like literally essentially what happened was I like the impact in my brain, like made my brain hit my skull and my brain was so severely damaged. Holy fuck. And it was swelling to the point that literally if they did nothing, my brain was going to swell to the point that I was going to get crushed in my own skull because it wasn't enough space. And so it ended up happening. And here's where the cast 22 came into play. They were like, okay, we can put him into a drug induced coma and split his skull from like the center here to open it up. So like the pressure and like your, your, my brain doesn't get crushed in my own head. The only problem is he's so young and the trauma is so severe. If we put him down, he might never wake back up. Like there's <laughs> like, there's like, he's like, there you're, there's like a 1% chance he wakes up. Holy and, if, fuck. and if he does, and if he does, he'll probably have so much severe brain damage that you're going to have to put him in like a mental home. Like it was like one of those type of things. He's like, he's, I'm go- I was supposed to be one of those kids that like wrapped up in a straight jacket, banging my head up against the wall. Like you see in movies, like that's what they were telling my mom. Oh my and so God. like my mom's like driving around Maryland, trying to find like homes to put me in. If I do wake oh up. Oh my God. Man. Um, yeah. Like it's, 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 cra- it is a crazy story. Um, And so eventually, you know, so obviously it's like, He's either guaranteed to die or he might live. So they say, okay, put him in the coma. Let's open it up. Let's like, you know, pray so to God. So they did it. Do. You 1% yeah, chance and they did it. Well, I guess they have no chance. No zero, zero versus one, right? <laughs> right. Holy <laughs> fuck, uh, dude. This is insane. And so, and it was funny. Um, I mean, it's not funny, but like now it's funny looking back at it. But I was in the coma and my little sister at the time, she's like the smart one in the family. She's like about, she's in grad school for like, bio biochemistry like she's talking about stuff that i just can't even comprehend like i'm i'm the dumb one she's the smart one and she was already like super smart at that point in time she wanted to be a doctor and so they were telling my sister you know what's going on she's like okay this is for his breathing this is for you know try to get food because he can add this is like so he can use the bathroom because he can't move all this other stuff she only asked one question and and this is like the cool like me and my sister are really close she literally only asked them one question she was just like because i had a blanket over like my body she was like let me see his legs and so he picked up the blanket and showed her legs. She's like, okay, put it back. She's like, he's going to be okay. Like literally like the faith that my sister had in me that I was going to okay. be good. What is like, as long as she was just like, she, he's the active one. As long as his body is in one piece, he's going to find a way to like make it happen. She was like, not worried. Um, but fast forward, I finally wake up. Um, look, I'm starting to drift in and out of consciousness. And this is when I think my parents thought I was going to be like, okay. 
growing up, I was definitely afraid of needles. Like I did not like it. Like I had to get put in restraints when they gave me like a shot when I was a kid. And you're fucking strong too. And so this (laughs) is when like, I'm, I'm now I'm coming in and out of consciousness start. Like they don't know where I'm actually going to be, but at least I might wake up, but like, I don't, they don't know who I am. Um, and the nurse comes to go and give me like some type of shot for an IV or something. And I'm like half awake. Literally, she puts the needle on my skin. I grab the nurse, lift her over into the bed and like hold her down because I didn't want to get shot. And my dad walks in. He's like, oh, I forgot to tell you. He's, a, he's he doesn't like needles. Um, <laughs> You're like, I got this bitch in a chokehold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, to make it even like to make it even more weird. <laughs> Because, like, again, like, I grew up singing. Like, I played football and everything else, but I also grew up very much so into music. I was literally singing for her to get off of me. I was like, please get off of me. Like, whatever my mom said, it was like, like, this is like my mom and dad retelling the story. And, like, my mom just starts hysterically laughing. And the notes you hit were beautiful. (laughs) I have have no clue. I wasn't, I I don't remember. These are all, like, secondhand stories that, like, I'm I'm telling because, like, half of it I don't even remember. Um, and like at that point in time, my monster's like, she starts hysterically laughing because she's like, my baby's in there somewhere. He's going to be OK. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like long story short, like I woke up a week later and I finally got enough consciousness that like, I like I'm like, OK, like, I'm in a hospital. But like, why? Like, I just and it's like it's a week gone by. Like, oh, do I have to do like my school homework? Like what happened? Um, and like, yeah, like I just remember like having to learn how to walk again, having to, like having to, you know, I remember my grandfather, like literally when I was walking, learning how to walk again, my grandfather, who was like a college professor for Coppin. Um, and so he came to visit, like every, the whole family was there, but he just got out of work. So he came to visit and he came around the corner while I was learning how to walk. And I remember I went from like barely being able to like walk and I saw my granddad and I like, you know, we were really close. And literally I started like running like like fake running like you know hobbling like a yeah. like a newborn baby trying to and just slowly but surely from there you know got to learn how to walk again run again finally got to play football again because my parents weren't scared that I was gonna like you know kill myself mm-hmm. um but I mean yeah I mean I could look back on it and it's just like literally they like they literally said like you have a one they look my parents dead in my face like he has a one percent chance to wake up and if he does like he might be a vegetable he might not he i'm not supposed to be anything right um and so i look back at that i'm just like yo how how can you take stuff for granted and then i look back and when somebody says you can't do anything it's just like yo they gave me a one percent chance to live like any percentage you give me anything in my eyes any percentage that you give me just quadrupled my odds by anything else from and so i I just attack everything there and so Yep, that's the story about how I uh, almost died. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. You have to win a world title and start doing start doing speaking engagements. You have to, Uh, because a took me about five minutes to be like, I fucking like this guy, and this is going to be an easy one. Sometimes it isn't easy. Sometimes you're not vibing. Sometimes whatever. And I was like, this is going to be a fucking easy one. I already like this guy. Um, You know. And like, like you, whatever, you know what I mean? And then, so you can do this. A, B, (laughs) you win a fucking world title again. World, say less, world title. That's, it is, everyone knows what's associated with that. The hunt towards it and everything. And then your, your origin story from a 1% chance kid to a fucking world champion in the way you can tell it, my friend. You got to, you, you fucking, you got to do this, man. Like podcasting's, <laughs> hey, God bless. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's good. 
<laughs> you could do more. Just all I'm saying is when all is said and done, yeah, push, do a lot more experiences, get that world title, keep going. But your story is phenomenal, man. And in terms Appreciate of the it. way you, um, <laughs> just the things you do naturally, if this is what you do naturally to get you from A to B, um, use all of that. Because I don't even know if you know the formulas and the processes you're doing and how you're seeing things, personal, non-emotional, uh, key people who can see holes, but also people who bump you up, you get, you need both and the whole nine, all of it are, are amazing points. You structure that into a proper full on, you know, hitting your points and, and using anecdotal stories and whatnot. Fuck me, man. I'm buying that <laughs> ticket, bro. I'll fly in. Bro, I I appreciate I'll it, in, my man. <laughs> yeah, I got to put in the work and get that world title first. I got that's put it. In the work, yeah, but... that's it. That'll seal it up. Yeah, you get man. yourself an agent and you start rocking and rolling, man. Because um... I mean, hey, the way you're talking about, it, I might as well hire you as my agent. <laughs> that's it. Hey, you're man, the best hey, hype man on, here. Man. I... Here it is. I got you. I got Gavin Eden. <laughs> And we're, we're, we're going to work some things out. You you can handle the financials in the back. We're rocking, man. We're rocking hey, and rolling. We'll, we'll make it. We'll make it happen. Make it happen. I, 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 I can make money disappear from the IRS quick. <laughs> right, man. We'll make, we'll make it quick. Like it never happened. That's right. Profit so, margin is going to be through the roof. That's right. The IRS is like, you guys didn't make money again, but you're dressing nice, though. And, and you're moving around and shit. Hi, where's the money? I was like, like, you can pass it. You can There's pass it to Canada. You can pass it to Virgin Islands. That's right. Yeah, it's, oh, right yeah. it's moving. No, don't worry. Yeah. Hey, we don't even have to do all that. I could. We could. We could open up a company. Yeah. Turn it. I, I can show you some things offline. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll there it that. is. O- Ozark. Ozark Part Two. Ozark. <laughs> Ozark, Ozark Part Two. It's, it's a whole other beginning of the story, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where the story ends. Um. Yeah, man. It's that's a phenomenal story. Freaking. Uh, I guess you wouldn't have even known how scary it would be for everyone around you. Like when you're unconscious, when you, when you got smoked and the cape pulled you back, I thought you might go under it, like under the tractor, under some wheels or get chopped up somehow. Or like, like God knows how close you were. You were out. It's almost like a blessing you were out because it'd be so terrifying that if you had to, like, if you could actually remember that. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very weird experience, like waking up and like it's a week later and you have no clue, but all this stuff has been happening. And like you feel like I was young, but so I, like, I, I knew enough. How old were you but, again? Like, Sorry. I was like eight. I think it was like eight or okay. nine when it happened. Okay. Um, and like you feel the angst from everybody around you, but to you, mm. you're like, okay, nothing's really happened. Like, I don't even really know why I'm here. Like, okay, can I, can I get up? Um, and so it, it is kind of like a weird dynamic of like, I wasn't too scared because I had no clue what was going on because I was asleep for most of it. But like mm. everybody else around me is just like the world is falling apart. Um, but then again, it also kind of just puts everything in perspective. And then like you learn how to walk again. You learn how to do this again. Like it took me a while before I could look at bright colors because my head hurt because like mm. yellow hurt my hurt my head because it was so bright. Um, and it, it, it it's, it's definitely weird it, it's hard for me to explain like there's certain memories that I'm not sure if they're actually my memories or if it's because my mom and dad my sister and my uncles told me the story over and over again it's my brain trying to like put the pieces together and make it all make sense um but yeah no it, it, it's weird like I should be scared I shouldn't be like laughing about it I should be like yeah no this was like crazy. I, was, I was like hurt and like, I was crying yeah. I was, but it's just like oh yeah I mean like this is what apparently happened. <laughs> it's almost like it happened to someone else, right? When you, when yeah, you yeah. Hear the story so much, but you don't remember it. Everyone's got that when you're too young or too whatever, and um, you hear the story so often, and it's you. But you're like, you hear it so often, you can't remember it, and you're like, it's almost like it didn't even happen to me. I'm being told 
it's so it's it's surreal um well first off look at like we we're fucking moving on two hours here but like we haven't even touched on so much we definitely got to have you back right like uh then <laughs> you're phenomenal and uh so whatever when you're leading into nats after you after nats or whatever the shit we'll presume if you win nats and you're going to worlds we're gonna have to have you back a bunch of times but um because we're gonna have to get into like football and like you know making it through that and like all the different stories you're gonna have through powerlifting as well um and also have you ever heard as this i don't know if the, have you ever heard where some guys there was a guy who got hit in the head, massive brain, like a concussion, whatever. And he, when he woke up, if you say a date, December, December 2nd, 1982, he'll tell you the day of the week it was without looking up on the spot. And he has no, wow. he has no fucking idea why now. He has I have no I, idea why now. He's a human crazy. calendar. I mean, like, I never go heard back, of it. I go never back heard of to 19, 1935. August 1st. He'll be like, that was a Wednesday. And if you look it up, he'll know. And he's like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I don't know. Don't ask me how. I didn't calculate it. I just fucking, it happens now from here on out. And they're like weird things like that happen to people sometimes. We're like, cause your our brains just whatever. They don't fully understand our brains. And um, things are on, it. man. Things no, I believe it. Shoot, I wish I had what he had. I actually used to have a photographic memory. I lost it after that. I used I didn't no. have to study. I had, I had to start studying after that. I remember that. That, that dude, was painful. Dude, but, you were eight years old. You were eight <laughs> years old. I bet you, you went in there eight years old. When you ragged all that nurse, your dad's like, what the fuck? He didn't have that kind of strength before. What if your strength turned on? No, funny enough, the strength was actually always there. Because going back okay. to me saying that um, I used to hate needles, that wasn't the first run-in that I had with, like, nurses. <laughs> My parents literally told me stories about when they had to put me in child restraints when I was, like, young, like, three, four, five, six, whatever. And I literally broke out of the child <laughs> restraints to the point that they had to go get doctors. And my mom's laying across my stomach trying to keep me down. And I'm fighting people because I'm like, you're not going to stick this needle in me. Holy I don't like it. Um, but I, like, but Are I, you like the little Hulk? You like yeah, oh. to be honest with you, I think I get it from my mom. Um, not to take up too much of your time because I know that I, I could talk for days, but like I remember one time distinctly. My mom is strong. She's no she's the nicest, sweetest person you will ever meet in your entire life. But she is that lady is strong. And I remember one time it was me and my little sister. We were young, five, six, seven, we were young. Yeah. And we were just, we were just doing, you know, doing what kids do, messing and it got to the point where my mom told me to stop doing something like 10 times. I didn't do it. And she literally gripped me up one handed, picked me up with one hand and put me against the wall. You were like, 27. You now <laughs> yeah. you were 22 years old and you never again, that would have been even scarier, <laughs> but yeah, no, my, my mom, I think I get it from my mom. She, she's strong. She did shot put and track and all that Holy stuff going shit. up and, and, Believe me, like if we got into an arm wrestling match or we were like wrestling or something, my mom was trying to stop me from doing something. I would have to put in a, a, a more effort than I probably should in order to. <laughs> you would sure like to I admit could, I could and take her out. Yeah, <laughs> your boys would be like, "That looked like a bit of effort, though, huh?" You're yeah, like, yeah, that uh, was you're like, RP eight point five. You're like, I'm not proud of how close that was, but it was. It is yeah. what it is. Has your mom? Has anyone in your family ever represented, like, uh, in a sport, represented the U.S. on an international level? Um, nobody that I can think of. My grandfather came close. Um, he's from Kenya. He was a boxer 
And I know my mom was was telling me, he was telling me a story about, um, well, my mom was telling me a story about that. Um, And he was actually pretty close to going to the Olympics, but I think right before it, right before he, like the invites and everything were going out, he was in a boxing match and apparently he knocked the dude the fuck out. Like he, the dude was out cold and his mom was like, you're done. She was like, it's just too violent for me. And like in that culture, like you don't go against like your mother and father and stuff like that. So he's just like, he hung it up, but apparently he was like really good. And he almost went to the Olympics and represented Kenya. Um, But I I think in, that's the only person I can think of that is close to that, um, that that I know of at least. Damn man. Well, I mean, if these Kenyan women can literally fucking choke you against (laughs) the wall like that, I guess. Right. I mean, this is yeah. I I just wish they gave me some of the height. All my all my family on my on my grandfather's side, they're all six twelve, and I'm sitting here like a, <laughs> trying to love trying to put on uh, Air Maxes so I can get to like five nine, five ten. That is what it is. But um, yeah, we're all good. What do they think about the possibility? Do you talk to them about going to the World Championships, representing U.S. Like, because it sounds like they're all athletes. It sounds like you come from like a pedigree of like just your mom's from a shop with your dad was a Kenyan boxer who almost made the Olympics. Like grandfather, 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 sir. Grandfather. Okay. Well, there we go. Here's another (laughs) one. You were in football. So when you tell them about, I want to go to the world championships, represent the U S what is their reaction about it? Um, I think that they're excited because I'm excited. Um, and like, they, they see the progress. Like I'm fortunate that my parents actually, they've, they've, come to almost every football game every powerlifting meet everything so they actually see it too so they've seen the progress too and the like the growth so i mean they're just like yo like it 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 almost seems surreal to them like when i talk to them about like yo if this happens and that happens all i have to do is this like we could be flying out to some country to go and compete with usa on our chest you know Mm. um so i mean they're all super excited they're all super supportive like my little sister's already trying to figure out if she can make sure she doesn't have any grad school classes around that time and she's gonna block it off to try to try to get there yeah my parents are going to try to figure out a way um i think the only person that probably would not be happy about it ironically enough um my grandfather he passed away a few a few years ago but another sidebar you would think that a boxer would be all for like any type of sport wouldn't care balls to the wall i remember a day like my grandfather is probably like turning in his grave that i'm doing powerlifting and i'll tell you the story why i'm it's like my junior year of college i'm playing football and we we do like we did like box squats because like doing free squats there's like too much liability so they did box squats more explosive whatever and like hang cleans and like bench um so obviously this is on like a higher box so it wasn't the comp standard but i sent my mom a video that i squatted like 620 for like four on like this box and so i sent it to her she's all excited she's like oh my baby's strong you know doing the mom thing I'm, i'm going about my day and all of a sudden i get a call randomly this is my junior my grandfather he has called me once in his entire life and it was that day like birthdays i always saw him in person does he i never got a call from him yeah i get a call and oh, my granddad i was like oh oh hey what's up granddaddy how you doing and all you hear is this kid you not this is the only thing i heard delaney i need to speak to you thick Kenyan accent like and I'm just like what is, so I'm thinking like what did I do in the last decade that he could yeah, be what? About? I'm like what did I do and he said he's like Delaney I need to speak to you about this 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 lifting that you are doing I need you to tell the coaches 
that you cannot do this heavy weight no more. <laughs> you cannot do. You cannot lift any more than three plates. No more than three plates. And I, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm like, granddaddy. Like that's not. That's not how this works. Like they're they're paying for school. I can't tell them that I can only squat three three fifteen. Like that, I, that's not how it works. He's like, no, 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 no. You tell them this now. This is not safe. <laughs> like he was not for it. Wow. He, was, he was like, he was like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna hurt yourself, or you could blow something out. Like that, it, it was the most bizarre thing ever. And I called my mom later. I'm like, what did you do? She's like, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was okay. It's so just he, a fist fight people. Yeah, and I find <laughs> yeah. out that, and I'm just like, so you're mad at me because I'm, I'm fighting gravity yeah. with weights. It's like you actually getting punched in the face. It yeah, makes no yeah. sense. Um, so he's, he's probably the one person that like. When I finally leave this earth and 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 I go meet him, he he's probably gonna have a talk. He's like, so I I told you to stop doing this, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, but you then you'd also be like, come on, man, gold medal. Okay, yeah, yeah. me and my boy six pack started up that fucking speaking engagement thing. We did all right, didn't yeah, we? We, we, like, we did okay. Like, yeah, yeah, right, uh, but but no, all jokes aside, the family's super excited for it. Um, you know, sports have always been like a big part of like our family and like we it, it brings everybody together. I feel like like music, sports and like dance are one of those things that like no matter what, even if you don't really understand what's going on, like you just feel it. Yeah. And like that's one thing that really just bonds our entire family. So everybody's super excited. My uncle might try to fly out because um, oh, he, he's all for it. So like it, it they're excited. So like I that just means I definitely have to put in the work to try to to make sure I get there and do whatever I have to do to do it. So the family's super supportive. Long way to way to answer your question. Sorry about that. No, man. I, gonna, well, I like it. I was gonna say, Ryan, you better watch out at Worlds, man. Delaney's mom might come and pick you up and be like, You're hey, the one who doubted my son. No, no. <laughs> but by the time this rolls around, I'll be like, Delaney, number one pick, un- undoubtedly. I'll have a I'll have a Miss Wallace cut where where I I'd be like, make sure your mom's here's this edit of the podcast. And it's like and that's all that I need, okay? Um, Don't worry, yeah. my, my mom my mom's a good sport. She's she's a good sport. So she'll just sit in the background and uh and just cheer from the back. You'll definitely hear her yelling though. I'll tell you that. You'll that's hear all from- right. That's good. That's good. And um, do you have plans? So obviously there's like a, there's the worlds and then Sheffield will be coming in around, we believe March of 2023 and the worlds this summer will heavily dictate what happens in Sheffield. Now they don't have, they haven't established yet exactly how they're going to do it, but everyone, obviously, if you become a world champion, that's probably a good indicator, right? Um, that's how they were doing it the first time around. Are you looking for, are you like, look at this is going down a little bit down the pipeline. And I respect the fact you got to do Nats and you got to do worlds. And then after that is possibly Sheffield, which would be the biggest money meet in powerlifting history though. And all world champions. And that is where like, we're talking, you got to go head to head with guys like, like the greatest of all time, like Taylor Atwood, like the performances that are like, yeah. holy fuck, like you like top end, it just gets bigger and bigger, right? We go to worlds yeah. and then what's bigger in worlds with all the world champions with all the biggest guns and the biggest prize ever and, and the money they're going to be thrown in there. Um, have you thought about that at all? Or are you like, fuck man, it's too much too far right now. This is still digesting yeah. it. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I haven't thought that far. Like, obviously, like, I know it's there, but I've put no thought into, you know, that meet whatsoever. Like, in my mind, like, I still have to qualify and beat whoever it is I have to beat at nationals. Like, that's, like, my main focus. Like, obviously, goals is the is the end goal. So, like, the first road in order to get there is to get through nationals. Um, but so I'm so hyper-focused on Nats coming up in April to, you know, if, if there's somebody there that I got to do the dance with, then we're going to have to do the dance or whatever mm-hmm. I have to do to qualify. And then like to get to worlds that I, I can't even, like I can't even fathom thinking about, you know, something like that or sh- like Sheffield or anything like that. I mean, like, obviously I know it's there, but 
I'm so hyper-focused in trying to make sure that I do what I have to do, you know, nationals and God willing, everything goes well, worlds, um, worlds then, because, you know, nothing's promised. So yeah. I try to, I try to break it down. So they're definitely way too far out for me. <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah. I, I totally understand because people pop up on a powerlifting people pop up out of nowhere, man. Uh, we were talking like when we have our breakthrough stars, um, like turbo tiff from France, 47 kilo, she entered 2021 with like a total of like, I don't know, it was like 280 kilo total. And, uh, you know, Heather Connor from the U S is by far the best 47 kilo. Like she, she's hitting into the 400 kilo mark. So going into 2021, nobody was looking at this 20 year old turbo tiff from France. Like she was hundred kilo away. You understand? Like mm. it's yeah. laughable leaving 2021 Heather Connor and turbo tiff are neck and neck. And it's going to be like the biggest clash in 47 kilo history. And that's how we're leaving 2021 within a year, this 20 year old kid who's still a junior, she's got three more years in her junior year coming out of France. And you don't see people out of France. Like, like in America, you might see them coming. Cause you'll like hear about it or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. six degrees of separation. But when, yeah. the problem is when it's worldwide, like powerlifting's worldwide, they can come out of anywhere brother and yeah you don't seem coming you're no six degree you don't have a connection in france it's gonna be like be, be careful you know what i mean like, yeah it's 100%. like that's why i full i fully understand where you're like all right pa sure worlds all right a little further away um after worlds like fuck man now what are we talking about here who knows what we're going to be looking at let's just let's just stay focused because everything changes right yeah no of course i mean it goes back to what i said before like it, it just it would be arrogant of me or anybody else to think that we're the only strong person in this nation, let alone this world. Like, shoot, for, to a lot of people, I came out of nowhere. And, <laughs> you know, the, and I, I and it was funny because I, I was actually in Philly um, at Power Build and, and Russ was there. We were just talking about like different stuff. And like I said, I was like, look, yo, if you took like any like D1 basketball, football, baseball, hockey player that like didn't make it to the pros and they were decent and they were already strong and you put them in like a time chamber and you said, all you're going to do is lift for two years. You would see some crazy things happen. Yeah. It was like, like, and, and not to go off on a tangent, cause I know we're probably going to have to get to the football thing, like on a different day. But like, like when I was training for the combine, I felt so inferior as a, I, I felt like the like I, I I felt like a fetus next to men. What you know, like I I never felt less athletic. I never felt less strong than in that what? moment because, ev- because everybody's good. Everybody's good. Everybody's strong. Everybody's great. You know, yeah. like a Chuck Clark for the for the Ravens. He I think he got drafted like fifth. Like he was in the same like combining recruiting class as me. We were training together for three months. Like he runs and he it looks like his feet aren't touching the ground. He glides. <laughs> he jumps and it looks like he's flying. Like you have hundred and you have hundred and sixty pound wide slot wide receivers that are repping 225, 22, 22 times. Like you have a three hundred and fifty pound D tackle that's running a four eight forty. When if you go to any gym across America, probably the the most fit guy probably isn't actually running a four eight forty electric time because hand time and electric time are two totally different things. Yeah. Like when you see that level of athleticism like the stuff that I do or Russ does or, or, or any other, any of the big guys, not that it's not impressive. It doesn't seem imp- as impossible as people might think it is. And so again, to your point, like, and that's nationwide. So imagine France, Germany, Kenya, like all over the world, like there's, there's freaks of nature anywhere. And that's why like it, 
I definitely can't think that far ahead just because like I know that I know for certain there's somebody out there that probably is 83 kg that's probably squatting 800 already we just don't we just haven't right. we don't know him yet we just haven't done it yet um and so like I just try to take it kind of piece by piece and just okay win this one win that one um but yeah no like to your point like it's crazy how things can turn around so so quickly and drastically but that, that's also what makes it exciting and great <laughs> you walk in one day and then all of a sudden the underdogs doing something that you never thought was actually going to happen so it's it's um and it's we sometimes get like in North America, like into us, into us. Like we can't think like you know, the next phenoms have to come from here though. You think people like there are people like there's 7 billion people in the world and there's like half, half a billion in North America there or less. Uh, well, if you throw in Mexico, maybe there's so many more people out there. Like they're onboarding China into the IPF and China's got reeks of nature when it comes to weightlifting um and they're getting and they're getting into ipf is getting into the asian games which means now you got government backing because the asian games is a multi-sport event that's massive they have like faster track and field and that's their like this is the the asian games is the is legit multi-sport um so if you become a part of that the government starts pushing athletes towards it dog you've seen what some of these freaks are doing come like it's yeah it, it's like you said it's incredible you feel it makes you feel less special all of a sudden you're like holy sh- what you know yeah. uh, people could come out of anywhere in the next couple of years 100 100 percent. like sidebar olympic lifters i love the way they lift i wish yeah. i could do it when their form is great it's beautiful but no yeah. like to your point like they're they're strong they're 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 so they're, they're so strong and they don't even do like a power lifting type of program year round because they're doing their Olympic stuff. So imagine like some of them come over yeah. like you, you, you just never know. And so like when you're around a certain caliber of athletes, you realize how not special you really are and how you really just have to outwork the person next to you. And like there are so many things that are attainable. I think that people limit themselves way more than they should just because they don't they haven't seen somebody else do it or they haven't seen what's actually capable because if people knew what they're actually capable of, they would probably go 10 times harder because they'd be like, hey, I, I could also squat 700 or 750 or 800 or, or deadlift this or do that. Like it's it's a lot of things are more possible than people think. And it's just a matter of like seeing that. But yeah, like like you said, 7 billion people in this world. There's, there's more there's definitely more than a handful of them that are strong. Yeah, <laughs> man, <know>? they're coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it keeps you humble. And um, and all you need is powerlifting to take off in one particular region that we weren't fully tapped into and they just turn on. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well, like, like Leah Bavo came out of France. And um, for a long time, it was like, uh, like, well, I, I was like Sam Calhoun for sure. It's going to become a world champion. I was guaranteed. Like I'm, I'm a huge Sam Calhoun guy, right. Had her on the podcast several times, whatever. And I'm like, I can't foresee her not becoming a world champion. Fucking France turns into this, this powerlifting nation. And then all of a sudden people like Leah Bavla pop up and like, she's doing things as a 63 kilo that I'm like, like she's breaking world records, a weight class up above. And then someone had the audacity bill. Our other co-host had the audacity because above that is 76. Who's Canadian, Jessica Bittner. And he's like, who's to say if she could go for that record. I'm like, you stop, you stop right there. You son of a bitch. <laughs> but um, I was like, no, you've gone one too many weight classes, but it becomes like, no, 
it becomes like, where the fuck? Like a, a nation just turns on, it becomes more popular there. And then people, like there are people living everywhere that never thought about powerlifting. And they're like, man, fuck, maybe we'll give this a try. And you're like, wow, now we got to deal with you. <laughs> you know, yeah. whoever, whoever's in your weight class might have a problem. Yeah, um, yeah 100%. It's exciting. 100%. Yeah. It's it, exciting, it, but it's scary. But, you know, that fear is what drives you. You know, right. the fear of getting caught. <laughs> like right. fear is good. Like. It, it, it's a part of the game it's about That's wrestling on laurels as well going back to what we said have you have you also found did you ask did i tell you yet um that the u.s has put in a bid to host the 2023 world championships uh no i wasn't aware of it no well doggy so <laughs> so this year's big um obviously and then yeah. going to worlds in in uh most likely in europe it's going to be phenomenal um have you been to europe uh once when i was a kid so before i could really remember it doesn't count do you drink no i actually don't that's okay well we'll have 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 trust me trust me every time i go out everybody like it another funny story literally every time i go out with my friends i'm the only one that doesn't drink and literally i'm the first person that everybody asks is he drunk off his ass (laughs) 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 it's happened like five times and they're just like actually he's the most sober person here (laughs) yeah so don't worry we'll we'll be good you got energy i'm not worried yeah i'm not worried but um yeah so anyways it'll be a phenomenal time but i don't want to get sidetracked here but yeah europe be amazing um but so and then obviously sheffield and then fucking so next year is going to be solid. 2023 with Sheffield involved is going to be kickoff crazy nutso. But Worlds, the bid is for the US to host. It's the only bid I see so far in there for 2023. Um, and they're pushing for it because it'd be huge. That would be absolutely it's it, that would be absolutely bonkers when the world comes to the US. Um, if you were already world champ defending your title and you have to in in defending it on the home nation ground and like see your family see that and everyone's coming in and uh, god knows where powerlifting is at that point because it just gets bigger and bigger to mm. um you know i mean they signed a deal with Eurosport and whatever like it's getting big right and they're getting inclusion into all of these other multi-sports which means like sponsors and whatnot see you differently governments are funding athletes all over the world they see it differently when you're in these multi-sports commonwealth games asian games european games of with course. like with like pole vault track and all these other real olympic sports so things are leveling up every year um and then the deal with eurosport comes so m- even more people are going to watch it like eurosport's massive uh, millions of people are going to see this so then by the time this rolls around man like it's the next couple of years are going to be huge so it, it's 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 a big um You've come around and start peeking at a beautiful point in the sport where things are going to get spicy. <laughs> things are about to get spicy the next couple of years, young man. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can't look too far ahead because there's a lot of work to be done and people fucking pop up from anywhere. So, uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, I just, like, just, just got to put my head down and, and just try to continue to do the work and, and just hope that, you know, all, all, all that gets me to where I'll be. Yeah, you take it one day at a time. Uh, is that, I'm definitely excited to see what happens like for the future and all of that. And like, it's, it's always good to like dream and, and think that far ahead, but I always try to keep myself as close as I possibly can. Cause again, I got ADHD. So you let me go on a tangent. I'll, I'll, I'll be in 2050 really fast. Um, <laughs> I was like, um, Ryan, I was like, Ryan really is your manager. He's like, we're going to do this in 2022. We can do this. I, like, like, I got a five year. Yeah, I'm, 
<laughs> yo, I'm, I'm, yo, I'm, watch, after this, after this meeting, I'm about to make a call. I'm about to set up an LLC, <laughs> right. some money, put some money aside, put them on payroll. That's right. manage, I don't, we'll I'm do good. these seminars. We'll sign this book deal. By, by the end, yeah. That's right. I'm like the next two years, heavy competing, a lot of competition. Year three, we get a book deal. Year five, we're on tour. Okay. Get ourselves an agent in Hollywood. You're a good looking kid. Let's make it happen. I'm just saying. Okay. So uh, there it is. There's a five-year plan right there. It's hey, already look, worked I, out. I'm already getting the LSC put together. We're going to put there, you on payroll. We got this going. There it is, man. <laughs> there it is. We covered a lot of ground. Um, look, at, we're at two-hour mark. Uh, this has been absolutely phenomenal, dude. We got to have you back, 100%. Appreciate it. Thank um, you. So we're going to stay in contact, obviously, and going into Nats and going into Worlds and whatnot. Hopefully, I see you at both. And, uh, and maybe we could do this live, depending on how much time we got. If not, I just see you there, and we do it, you know, leading into Nats or after Nats, leading into Worlds, after Worlds, whatever. Um, Because I always have the best of intentions leading into these events. And then when everyone's just schedules crazy, look, let's do a podcast there. Unless Arian, Bill and some co-hosts are there and actually like pull me aside. I'm like, we got to do this right now. But um, yeah, we'll see how it works out. But how do people get a hold of you? You don't do coaching, do you? Uh, Not not for real. I I coach like a few friends, but I don't I don't know enough to actually for me to say, hey, like I'm I'm an actual coach. I just do it because they're my friends. They ask me um i know enough to like get them strong and then like much like how my friend did if you really want to go like nationals and worlds like go find somebody better um so i, I can't say like i'm really a coach <laughs> i would have thought you're way too busy because you, you yeah I, I i am also busy i also just do it for friends it's not it's not worth the time right. <laughs> for lack of right. a better word for a couple hundred bucks a month and you're like <sighs> yeah, yeah i do it more so for fun just because like oh yeah this is my friend's cousin okay i get to help him out and he's gonna end up doing small off squat program in, instead yeah, doing yeah, my stupid yeah. stuff so yeah, yeah. Save, save him a couple years of uh of trial and error <laughs> that's right that's right fair enough um yeah, no coaching there and then if people want to want to follow you how do people follow you if they want to hit you up on social media yeah i mean um i think you know, Instagram's a good way. Um, you know, Delaney, pretty much my name without the first E. So D-L-A-N-E-Y-W-A-L-L-A-C-E. Um, and then other than that, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, obviously from like a, you know, accounting and financial planning standpoint. So, I mean, you connect with me there. Um, and then yeah, how's best? That, is, is that the best place to get you for, for the financial advice? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I'm pretty active on my DM. So if you message me there, that's great too. But if you want to shoot me an email, um, at D Wallace, so D W A L L A C E at Barnum. So B A R N U M F G.com. Um, we could definitely, you know, set something up, put it on the calendar. We'll talk, we'll talk money. We'll talk finance. We'll talk, you know, saving, investing taxes, all of that. And whether you're a small business owner trying not to get killed with taxes or you're, you know, a, a nurse trying to retire early, or, or whatever the case may be, you know, there, there's definitely a fit for it. And the team, the team we're building out here is, is, is pretty phenomenal. So uh, definitely excited there. There it is, man. Look at, um, no. I mean, look, I'll, I'll even prerequisite this. If I, if I can't save you money in taxes long-term, I'll pay for your, uh, for your, uh, for your taxes to get done for 2020, uh, for 2022. Bam, there there there, there's the confidence right there. How's that for a, for a shameless plug right there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that felt like it. That felt like the plug. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, we, we, we've, we didn't go into like the music and the singing and the, all the shit that I've seen on, on the Instagram. We're like, holy shit, dude, you could like, listen, ladies, like, that's okay. Cause we could save it. We're going to be talking <laughs> a lot more in the future, but um, you could sing your ass off, man. I heard, Appreciate I saw it. you singing in the studio. This isn't like, 
yeah, I did some singing when I was young or whatever the shit. You sing like a dude on the radio. Like you sing like people listen to radio, like a dude on Spotify. It was crazy. I was like, holy shit, Mr. Watch Your Girl. This is crazy. Dude, you're like the world's most talented man. Um, so anyways, and then the, you had like a modeling video or some shit too, though. You doing modeling? Uh, this like watch company like hit me up and asked me to like do this like thing, um, like like post and you get like some free apparel or whatever the case may be, and maybe you get like paid if they like the algorithms and all that. And so I was like, yeah. hey, why not? And so I had my boy. He's good at videographography. You know, yeah, he, he is. He made dude, me look was... better than I actually am. And then dude, <laughs> you look and so that was hell, man. It was it, look at it, but if somebody sees that video and then hears you fucking sing and then sees your body dub. I, if, you know, everybody better make sure their girl blocks you on Instagram is all I'm saying. Cause this is a, this is, this is too fucking goddamn much. And then they hear you on the podcast talking. They'd be like, this guy's a threat. This guy, there's a threat level with this young man. No, nah, I'm not, th- I'm not that smooth. I'm not that smooth. Yeah, well, <laughs> all right. Be don't, yourself. Don't I think you'll be worry. fine. I don't think don't you need lines. But, uh, but anyways, man, uh, much appreciated for your, for your time. Um, we got to do this again. Arian, I'm sorry, dude. I know. I, I ran off there. If, if you had questions, we, we'll have this guy on again now. Yeah, well, yeah, we'd love to have him back on. I'll just cut you off right now. Last thing, Delaney, if you want to uh, shout out any of your sponsors before we uh, end the show. There it is. Uh, I guess no official sponsors, but I know like SPD, they've, you know, I'm, I'm, and I guess like that lower tier. So, I mean, SPD, that's great. And I guess other than that, like less than sponsors, but just people that have, you know, obviously helped me out. Alberto with Nutrition. Arise Physical Therapy, Justin um, in White Plains, New York. He's been doing a great job just keeping me healthy. And then obviously, you know, Thanos himself, uh, Joey Flex. Um, you know, I'm just so, so appreciative of, of all of them because, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't be able to, you know, grow and get as, you know, get to the point where I am even now without them. And so um, I'm so blessed to have them around me. Uh, I got a give you a year from now we talk again that sponsor thing's gonna change um, <laughs> your whole tier level the amount of sponsors the whole nine but we'll get there. there there's some work to be done but in 2022 is gonna be big yeah um, i gotta earn it i gotta earn it that's, that's <laughs> it that's right that's right it's okay you'll learn uh listen man thank you very much we will keep in contact and uh, good luck with training my friend appreciate it thank you so much for having me it was, it was an honor talk later yeah